0: Yeah, uh, crack one and sit back. This week we're talking about no effects. This is uh, episode something. Where is my notes? My notes are on a different screen. Off to a good start. This is episode 225, and Chuck has a special announcement. So Chuck, um, you can you can kick us with that info, um, bro.
1: It's not more. Of a, it's not that much of an announcement. I just want everybody to raise their glasses or drinks or whatever you have. Raise it and cheers to my unemployment i quit my job
2: oh shit dude congrats
3: i I, I didn't
1: actually you know what i um um i i i mean i did just quit i obviously put my notice in but tomorrow was supposed to be my last day um they decided that today was my last day it was weird like i finished up and they're like you know what here's your check we paid out your vacation and everything i don't know It was weird it's like they did that like Kind of gave me the boot a day early, like they wanted me to leave on their terms instead of, of mine for some reason. I don't know. Like, I'm, they I'm didn't not want you to. Not gonna burn down the building or fucking they steal, didn't want something, you to steal but... off a beer truck, man.
0: Yeah, they didn't want you right. to fuck them over. <laughs> like, when will
1: leave. they just take the whole truck and don't come back.
4: I, yeah, I, I fucking
0: um, I, I toast to your happiness, bro. I know yeah, that, that you worked that, really true. fucking hard. So
1: <laughs> that's what it came down to, man. Like, eventually, you just know when enough is enough, and sometimes you just gotta. Make yourself a little bit uncomfortable for the greater good. You know what I mean? And, uh, like, complacency is a real ass thing. And I just couldn't do it anymore, man. Like, I reached a breaky point. I was like, you know what? This is it. I can't do it. And, um, yeah, and I'm better off for it. I got some things lined up. I'm not quite – I'm basically like Tom Brady in his prime after he left New England. You know what I mean? I'm just looking for the – I'm just trying to find my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm going I'm 48. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ideally the perfect world. Yeah, I'll, I'll retire when yeah. I'm 48, just like Tom Brady.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, but I just, I'm, I'm I'm glad that you're funny. gonna do some for your happiness for sure. Not, yeah, I didn't, nice. you, funny, I didn't even tell
1: you guys. It's funny I didn't like make it, I didn't like tell you guys like I think the people that like obviously my family do, but I didn't like make it a I didn't tell the homies yet. So I just thought it was funny to start it off like that and say, hey, I am uh, moving, making another large step towards wellness. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can do that shit more. Sometimes you just got to oh. move the fuck on. I think no effects would appreciate quitting your job. Mm-hmm.
4: It yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I think they
5: would do <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And
1: also, also killing white that men. kind of band. They're, they're,
5: with that <laughs> yeah. Too. Yeah, they're also yeah. very pro that. Mm-hmm, All yeah. right.
0: Um, so we were talking no effects. This was my pick this week uh, or this this music episode and uh, we did a playlist or I created a playlist. Um, I uh, I sent this playlist to Agent H and Dropkick before I sent it to you guys. And I said, What do you guys think? I said they aren't necessarily my favorite songs. I mean, I love all of them, but they aren't necessarily my favorite songs on the albums, but I wanted to like pick songs that would give us shit to talk about and show their range and their comedy and like the different styles of music they play. And, um, they liked it both. They both said it was good. And then I sent it to two of my buddies that I grew up with listening to NoFX. And I'm like, what do you guys think of this? Like, what am I missing? And the only, the only comment that I got was maybe throw Bob on there because Bob is like no I'd say on this list that I created, it's probably the most listened to song that is not on this list. And they're very famous for it. Um, But I I heard it and I liked the song, Bob, but I just didn't feel like it was a good way to start off this whole playlist and everything. So so I left it off.
1: So fuck Bob.
0: Yeah, fuck Bob. Um, But anyways. um, Before I get into the band and everything else, uh, first impressions before we start talking about it, Um, Cliff.
4: So I, I remember NoFX like like I'm not like a super big fan, but I totally remember them growing up. And um, the one thing I always remembered was they had the best like album names and covers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, was nothing from S M Airlines. That's like the best cover. Yeah. Um, but uh, but no, it's really good. I I haven't listened to them in a super long time. Um, and like listening to it, like like critically, like actually listening to it, which I never used to actually do. I think just like throw it on. Like, they're a really tight band. Like, I'm surprised at how, like, musically, like, they're not, like, doing a lot of crazy stuff, but they're, like, tight, they're, like, together. And for being, like, an independent group, they're, they're pretty well produced, like, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And um, I really enjoy it. And they're just, like, kind of, they have that nice, sort of, irreverent, kind of funny um, like, silliness to them that I kind of like, that they kept with them throughout their career. Um, and, uh, anyway. So I really liked it. I thought this was an excellent choice. Awesome. So actually, at one point I was going to pick one of their albums, but I can never figure out like which one to pick. Or, <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah, it was like, like stuff. like, I don't know. There's a lot of good stuff and bad stuff in other albums. But, um, but no, this list was a really good one you put together. Really enjoyed it.
0: I really like that. We've transitioned from just albums to albums or playlists, because I think like in, in examples like this, it really uh, it opens up our conversation.
1: Um yeah, for sure. Robert, I like that. Um,
0: yeah, go for it what do you think Chuck?
1: It, yeah i was just saying like as far as like playlist versus album discussion it's like it's good because it's not necessarily just about i mean like while albums are cool and that's how we started out like a a, a work of art you know front to back like give me a, let's let's go through and listen to a, a a solid album that we appreciate for what it is because it's kind of like it kind of gets lost these days as far as like the work of an album you know like the, the cohesion that goes into putting one together and um order of songs and all that stuff and as far as the like, context where the artist is in his career. But it's also good to know like like No Effects album I think wouldn't have done me as much justice as the playlist did because you get the overall breadth of the artist and, and and what they offer musically. And um like I don't so so it's good to hear like a bunch of a bunch of material to like cover an artist that I don't really know a whole lot about. Like in the same vein as the Misfits, I um am more familiar with the No Effect shirts than I am their music.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, totally so, dude. And, and patches and, and stickers. Co- yeah. Co-
1: co- coincidentally the people that I know where that would wear the No Effect shirts are also the people that wore the misfit shirts.
0: Oh
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, like
1: like it was never my cup of tea growing up. Like you wouldn't catch me like jamming that shit in the car, but a lot of good friends of mine growing up were those people and they vibed out to that. And that was a thing, you know, and like, we all kind of had a lot of cross section growing up, you know, like not necessarily like musically, but, um, maybe we had a lot of mutual friends and, you know, it's like, those are my people just like anyone else. It doesn't like, we didn't, I didn't really draw my social circles around what music people listen to. You know, there was a lot of overlap, you know what I mean? And, um, I was listening to this and as, I'm listening to this playlist. I'm thinking of those people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> awesome. Like, this, is, like, this is what Katie was into. This is Brad shit, or this is Chris shit. you know, like I'm thinking of the people that wore those shirts while I'm listening to this. I'm thinking of them vibing out and them listening to it. while, it's not my personal thing. It's not my favorite shit. Like I know that it's uh it's a um they hope they carry a lot of weight with a lot of people, so nope. it's cool,
5: Rob. I only knew the songs that were on the playlist before, so it was nice to be able to actually listen and enjoy, and I thought it was pretty good. I I don't know. I mean, like because of the songs we had on the playlist, it was kind of, you know, hey, here are these guys that I know about, but uh, it was nice to actually get to listen to more than just the, the songs you put on the playlist, though obviously there were a few that were, you know, already on the playlist so it's was like hey I know this song but, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah
5: I really I don't know I listened to it for like the last week straight at work and it was easy enough to fall behind and not have to worry about it uh like it it wasn't distracting while I was listening to it which you would think you know if you're listening to a uh you know a punk band maybe it would be drawing you away but the music's tight enough that like I could just either listen to the lyrics or not listen to the lyrics. It didn't make much of a difference.
0: Yeah, no, I feel that for sure. OK, um, so I, I I'll do my best not to, like, make this an eight hour episode, uh, but I have nine pages of fucking notes. Um, so <laughs> so let's jump into it. And then uh, we'll I'm first just going to give you guys a background on no and what they are and what they've done to the industry. And then we'll kind of jump into the playlist if that's cool. Channeling my inner inner cliff of we've uh, joked about over the weeks. Um because Cliff, you just do such a fucking damn good job with these music episodes, man. It's like it's like a level to aspire to, you know? So Oh, uh, you're on mute.
2: <laughs> got him. No, no, still on mute. <laughs> <laughs> still got him.
5: <laughs>
0: nope. I got nothing, buddy.
5: I have no idea how he muted himself in a way that he can't unmute it but
0: he turned his headset off maybe Can you hear me now?
5: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah
1: we right. can Go. hear you now.
5: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know, he's really handsome.
4: Um, what was I going to say? I don't know, I forget what I was going to say. But it was really feels uh, really good. Pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> I believe it. No. Go ahead. No, but, oh, <laughs> I like learning about music. Go ahead
0: okay so uh no effects is uh four people it's fat mike who is the vocalist and bassist uh you have eric melvin who's on guitar you have eric smelly uh sandin who is their drummer and you have el Hefe, who um plays lead guitar and trumpet no effects has a total of 62 albums that they have done this is strange. Uh they've ah, sold
1: yeah, obnoxious dude. They have uh, <laughs>
0: 6 million albums sold worldwide. It says 8 million on Wiki, but uh I was listening to a podcast Fat Mike was on as of April 2021. He said it's actually closer to 6 million, not 8 million. Uh those 62 albums can, uh are made up of 14 studio albums, 3 live albums, 6 compilation albums. 17 EPs, 13 singles, five split albums with other bands, four video albums. And I'm realizing now that I think that the two albums before their studio albums were not included. So it might be 64 albums actually. Um, Let's see. So NoFX, uh, were cre- uh, they started in 1983. That's when they're, well, not when they started. Their first album they released was actually in 1983 on Mystic Records. Uh, they were in high school when they started. So NoFX's first tour was on High School Spring Break. Um, the name NoFX was actually taken from a negative, F- negative FX. Uh, Negative FX was a short-lived Boston band. Uh, they were a straight edge band, straight edge punk band. Um, when, when they got together in high school, they're trying to figure out what their name should be. And two of, two of the band members at the time had X's on their hands because they were like straight edge punk people. And, uh, Mike was not straight edge. Fat Mike was not straight edge. And they kind of came around the, to the name No Effects, uh, a play off of the Negative FX uh, Straight Edge name. Um, so, in an interview, as I was listening to with Mike, he says uh, he hates he absolutely hates the name No Effects. Uh, he hates it because one, people ask questions about it, like is it, is it from the band Negative FX or what does it mean. And two, he has to explain it. And he says, any name that you have to explain is not a good name. Uh, so it's, it's kind of funny. I think um, it's
4: appropriate that they hate their name. It's kind yeah. of funny. They've kept it for... <laughs> they can change it any time. There's no reason. Right. Right. <laughs> no reason but, not to, but yeah, here we sit. Yeah, yeah I mean... The, sure the, that, that he hates it, he's like, it's part of the reason I want to keep it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Well, and after 38 years, man, 38 fucking years since their first album came out, that's insane. Um, and all independent,
4: too. Like, I think yeah. they've always been an independent band. like they have no major label or anything.
0: Correct. Which yep, is amazing productive signed.
4: for, for, um. It just for, like, just being independent, they're amazingly productive for that long length of time.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Fat Mike says that SM Airlines, which Cliff mentioned earlier, was their first modern album, which they released in 1989. Uh, their first actual studio album was 1988, it was Liberal Animation. Um, but it, the SM SNM Airlines, uh, was put out by Epitaph Records. Um, and Bad Religion is, uh, the, the, uh, I think it's the lead singer of Bad Religion. Uh, part of, I forget which band member of Bad Religion it is that, that helps run Epit- Epitaph Records. Um, but he basically signed them to Epitaph and said, if you can get like $600, I'll help you put out this album. So he helped them put out the album. And actually, the way that Epitaph cr- treated NoFX as a band is later led to Mike's inspiration for creating his own label, Fat Records um so let's see so the band no effects they actually put out records and go on tour when when they feel like it so if they feel like creating a record they'll do it and if they feel like going on tour they'll do it they typically only tour for about 12 shows um and they don't necessarily tour when albums come out they just tour when they feel like it um you'll actually find that they're really truthful in their album they touch on a lot of like topics and stuff that people don't normally touch on um and they say a lot of shit in their albums or in their songs that people might be afraid to say um but it's not really like ever hateful or anything like that it's just kind of like calling shit out a- as you would expect in punk rock um they uh fat mike says it like for instance he says uh we've been flying the gay flag since the start like They don't necessarily represent themselves or are gay themselves, but they they have stood behind that cause um, and proudly stood behind it from the start. And they're like, you know, we don't give a fuck about negative press. Like like people are people and they have their rights. Um, So, you know, you guys have this playlist and you can see the humor and stuff in their songs, and we'll get into that. Um, But they actually say that they're more like a stand up comedy team when they're on tour um so like their songs are funny and stuff but when they go on tour it's more of like a stand-up it's more of like a stand-up show than it is a punk rock show just because of like the shit that they say and like how much fun that they have um but you'll find too like dude that fat mike is really smart like he's a really smart businessman he's a really smart dude in general um they created something called Backstage Pass, which was like video, uh, like a video diary type of thing that they created. And basically, like, this is an example of, like, them, like, looking at what's what's going on with, with music and with what's going on with them and their income and, like, figuring out a way to make bad things good. And they realized that, like, at some of their shows that weren't going to sell out, like, they were going to lose money on those shows. So he was, like, talking about, like, when they were like over in Europe and stuff, like if a, if a show wasn't going to sell out, um, they started just like recording like backstage stuff and stage stuff. And the idea was to make up the losses on the show with the video that they recorded. So they just recorded footage for like years to make like these backstage pass movies that, that you can actually find online and watch. Um, and that's how they kind of made up for lost money. Um, like, yeah, for sure. And 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 like dude, Fat Mike is such a good businessman in in all the right ways, too. Um so for the first eighteen years of NoFX's career, they never did an interview and they never put any pictures of themselves on any albums. And they did that on purpose because they didn't want to be in the spotlight of the music. They wanted they wanted to just go and play music. Like they wanted to just go and do shows and play music. They didn't want to get involved with all the drama and all that other bullshit of being in a band. They just, just wanted to play music. And so they purposely like never did interviews or anything. And the funny thing is that all changed in 2001 when George Bush became president (laughs) and they're like, okay, it's time to, uh, it's time to step up and do something. Like we need to step up and say something. Um, so in 2001, they decided to start being more vocal about politics and and shit going on and things that they thought were wrong in the world. Besides just like the lyrics of their songs. Uh, in in 2004, Mike Fat Mike started Rock Against Bush, uh, where they raised over a million dollars. Uh, unfortunately, Bush, as we know, still got elected. But they actually like were trying. You know, similar to similar to how hard we saw Killer Mike work with uh, like voters and stuff in Georgia and like, and like getting active on that vote. Like they were doing similar work for to rock against Bush basically in 2004, which is quite funny. Um, they, (laughs) a quick, quick, like side story. They also have a song that came out uh when Bush was president, uh it's called Idiot Son of an Asshole. And uh they had this merch that you could get on tour. And it was basically like it was a hoodie that I wanted. It said Idiot Son of an a- of an asshole and I had a picture of George Bush and a cowboy hat on the back. And uh so I went to warp tour and I bought tickets and I was supposed to go with Debbie. And uh she couldn't go. I don't remember why. Um but it was in Minneapolis and instead of like instead of being in like a ballpark or like a um like an area where where festivals were held. This time they held it at the Metrodome in a parking lot, and it was like midsummer and like 90s and like super hot. And I went with my little sister, and uh, instead of instead of getting the merch that I had money for, she she didn't bring any money with her to the concert, and she started like overheating and getting hot and like sweating. So I had to spend my like sweatshirt money. I'm buying her water and shit, so she didn't die at the concert because it was like high nineties and blacktop and humidity in July, with like thousands of people in a parking lot at a punk show. So I don't know. I thought just it reminded me of that. Okay, so that's kind of like a little backstory of No Effects, and you can't talk about No Effects without talking about Fat Mike. So Fat Mike is the one who writes most of the songs for No Effects. He's he's the lead singer that you hear most of the time in in most of the songs, although he's not the only singer, but he is pretty much the poster child of No Effects. So, um, Fat Mike went to summer camp a lot when he was like 10 to 12 years old. And when he was 12 years old, the lead singer of the Vandals, who wasn't, wasn't the lead singer at that time, but who would grow up to be the lead singer of the Vandals was his actual camp counselor and introduced him to punk rock, which is pretty rad because now NoFX, you know, who puts on warp tour all the time. Uh, they tour with the Vandals, you know, through warp tour and through their other tours. So it's kind of funny, like when he was 12 years old, like he made this connection with this camp counselor and they both grew up to be like legendary punk rockers. Um, so you you look at
4: that kind of stuff happens man
0: right right it's like, super rad and like
4: you'll hear that like stories like oh yeah these two guys like grew up together and they're like totally I don't know. it's just kind of wild to think about that
0: <clears throat> um so when you look at fat mike it's easy to write him off right dude has like crazy hair he's always had crazy hair whether it's like blue messy hair and unshaven face or red red you know mohawk or whatever it is throughout the decades. Um, you know, like now, like, um, he's he's come out more of it as himself. So he'll like just cross dress sometimes. So he'll show up at like punk shows and just be wearing like a pink dress and like rocking on stage, like in a dress
1: or uh, Um, or or a velour maroon one, perhaps.
0: Yeah, dude, all sorts of things. Yes. And uh, like he talks about about like he loves BDSM, which you know, there are hints to from S&M Airlines, which was one of their releases in the in the 80s, but um also like being like trans and all that. And so it's easy to see this and like write him off. But he was like he was like a straight A student, like growing up. He only skipped school once, he says, and it was in the fourth grade because Star Wars was being shown or opening in theaters and he skipped school to go see Star Wars. But otherwise, he never skipped school. Um Grew up in Massachusetts, moved out to Cali, to the valley when he was in L.A. when he was uh, like four and he actually skipped a grade when he was living in the valley because, you know, he was he was intelligent. Uh, His mom, who was a manicurist, uh, then moved him out to Beverly Hills, but not like rich person Beverly Hills because she did nails for a living. Um, But they lived in an apartment in Beverly Hills, but he went to school with all the rich kids there. And he said it was funny because when he transferred from the Valley, they actually pulled him back to his regular grade. And they said, You might have been smart for the Valley, but this is Beverly Hills.
5: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
0: you. Um, let's see. So Fat Mike Old is full blooded. <laughs> right, right, dude. Right. Uh, Fat Mike is also in the band Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, which is a cover band. Uh, they're absolutely rad. We aren't going to talk about them much tonight, but.
5: Um, there is a song on one of our playlists by Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. Yeah
0: they're 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 fantastic he doesn't sing lead on it um but they all they do is cover bands or covers and uh they're great um let's see so like i said before he's he he's very fat mike is very open about his life like he doesn't he says i don't like identifying as a girl i just like dressing as one sometimes um he's really open about his sexuality and being into like dominatrix and being submissive he he says in multiple interviews that i listen to like i like having lesbian sex especially when there's multiple girls are involved like and he likes being the 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 dominated one uh in those situations um and like one of my favorites quotes is hey money doesn't bring me happiness punk rock and passionate sex brings me happiness and that's what i live to do (laughs) um let's see what else uh he taught himself how to play instruments so he taught himself he plays bass in the band he taught himself how to play bass uh and he's been noted for having like an unorthodox style of playing bass because he uses upstrokes instead of downstrokes and when he was teaching himself how to play bass he just said you know I can just hit notes better if I'm using upstrokes versus downstrokes like I have more control which is funny because he doesn't necessarily know all the names of the chords. Like there was an interview where he was like trying to name a chord. He's like, uh, I'm, it's like B or B flat. Or he goes, I don't know, man. It's like the third string and the fourth string. <laughs> so it's like funny. No, this, because, this one, this yeah, one yeah. Cause there's like, yeah. he's like, he's like this legendary rocker with like no no formal music training. He just like picked up instruments and just taught himself.
1: It's like how Cliff plays destiny. He's like, I don't know. I just fucking, <clears throat>
0: I think play. Really? And I use a lot of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So unlike a lot of rock stars, uh, Fat Mike didn't actually start doing drugs till he was in his 30s. And he since increased his drug use. And and you see him talk about it a lot <laughs> in, his, in his shows. Um, although he's very like, he's very like, uh, like controlled about it. So he says he doesn't ever worry about overdosing because he believes in moderation. So like, for example, uh, when he'd go on Warp Tour, he'd carry a calendar around with him. And I love this because he said, he goes, I'm going to be sober for half of the shows on Warp Tour. He goes, so I would I would figure out where we were going to play and where I wanted to party. He goes, oh, we're going to go to Kansas City or St. Louis. Fuck that. I don't want to drink there. Oh, we're going to Minneapolis. Yeah, I'm going to party in Minneapolis. Like he literally said that in one of his interviews. I'm like, dude, I fucking love that so much. It's a lot um, of
5: bias about only doing coke once. <laughs> Just kidding! You um, can't ask him because
0: he's <laughs> dead. Um, it's he said it's fine though because people always assume that he's always wasted because when he is wasted he's super social and like goes out into the crowd and hangs out with everyone so like people always see him like completely annihilated because when he gets annihilated he just goes out like just goes out with everyone. Um, so they see him. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah! 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 Yep uh more recently though he did separate from his wife he got super depressed um this is a like right around or before the time of covid uh and he actually checked himself into rehab um because he needed a break from drugs uh he said that um the band has had three interventions with him over the years uh two were great and one was complete failure However, NoFX as a band has never had a major dispute. So at almost 40 years, there's never been a huge big fights or anything like that. Um, he did say that COVID has been a struggle for them because they've been doing music and shows and everything for so long, and they just had to like lock down and a lot of them didn't know what to do with themselves. Uh, they also had a musical that was starting to kick off uh, it, like with a lot of Broadway stars and people that are now actually famous on TV were, were in the musical and and it was going places and then covid hit and like the musical kind of got shut down um so they're actually currently shopping it as a nine episode tv series instead so hopefully that comes out um later this year they'll be opening up a punk rock museum in Las Vegas and this is actually really rad so they have all sorts of crazy shit donated from punk rock from the 70s forward uh, for instance Henry Rowland's t-shirt from the first time he was on stage with Black Flag who? and he threw it into the crowd and he Don't goes do that cliff <laughs> no but he goes the reason that this is important is because his mom had Henry Rollins sewn in the back of his t-shirt at who so- Henry oh, Rollins? No, it's,
5: it's Chuck who's doing it. Don't do this to him. It's rude to make fun of
0: him for saying Rollins instead of Rollins. Yeah, yeah, I said Rollins a second time. No, yeah, you didn't. It, you listened to it back when you recorded it. You didn't I, I literally just said Rollins, okay. Either way, <laughs> but, but okay, uh, Jerry only is building his own misfits room for the hall of fame. Like he was talking to Jerry only about the hall of fame and he's Jerry only is like, you know what, I'm just going to build an entire room for the misfits. <laughs> <laughs> um, they'll have like a guitar room with all these guitars and amps from like famous punk bands over the years. And you can go and like grab a guitar from like a famous band and plug it into the amp that that band used. So you're playing their guitar on their amp to get their sound. Okay. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah. And it, and he's like, he was talking about, he's like, you know, people are like, well, what happens if they break it? And he's like, dude, we're fucking punk rock. Like, if a guitar breaks, we'll fix it. Like, it's about they're, the music.
4: They're, they're already all
1: broken, don't worry.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's about the music. Like, I want to play on, you know, I want to play on someone's on someone's guitar and have their sound, right?
1: I want to sit uh, inside the walk in freezer or the, or the, the deep <laughs> right? freezer inside that goddamn garage myself.
0: Right, right. <laughs> um. And uh, last point on that is they have a, a Sid Vicious and Nancy wedding chapel where people can get married, which is amazing uh, because Nancy killed Sid Vicious. Uh, NoFX has an entire song about Nancy killing Sid Vicious on one of their albums. I did; it was I wanted to include it on this, but I, I had to keep this playlist to an hour. Um, uh, final note on Mike: he's actually more recently started producing uh, hip hop albums and working with hip hop artists, even though he doesn't listen to a lot of hip hop um but he says that but like since i was a little kid you know he had he's he's been the one who's kicked off warp tour and made warp tour a thing like that was his baby that was his his record label like warp tour was because of no effects and you know warp tour always had atmosphere on the bill or like sage francis uh doomtree pos like they had all these all these one, bands
1: i saw one below warp tour in orlando in 2007.
0: Yeah, like they dude, they had they always had great underground hip-hop bands. Um, in one of the interviews I was listening to, they're like, Do you listen to hip-hop when they were talking about him producing albums? He's like, No, not really. Like, I know that stand song by Eminem. He's like, Yeah, probably just like Eminem and POS. I had, POS was on Warp Tour. I liked his stuff. Like, those are probably the only two hip-hop people I ever really got into. <laughs> dude, that's funny, man. Um OK, so a couple more notes and we'll get into the music. So Fat Mike in 91 created Fat Records, which is kind of like the rhymesayers of hip hop, right? Fat Records Epitaph put out like so many great punk albums of uh, Fat Records, like in the 90s, like all of the hottest bands were on Fat Records like. Th- it was just an amazing amazing label and it still is to this day. So when Mike was on Epitaph, um he he wanted to create an uh, a label like he was being treated when he was on Epitaph. So when they sign deals with artists, they only sign for one album. So artists are never locked into Fat Records, and they can go to any label they want at any time. All they do is sign one one album at a time. Um they don't make the people that sign pay for any of the marketing costs, the re- the record label pays for all marketing. They never recoup that money or anything. Um, and they just try to treat artists with as much respect as possible. So like they don't they never tell artists what to put on their albums. They just make suggestions and it's up to the artist what goes on the album and what doesn't. Uh, he says, you know, I'm a, I'm Mike, Mike says, I'm a very genuine person and he likes everyone winning and you see this in his label. Like he doesn't cheat people. He doesn't fuck him over. He doesn't take revenge. He doesn't, um, he doesn't try and screw over the artists to make money. And you can see this because since 1991, so what, 30 years now, um, they've never had a lawsuit ever against them, which is like unheard of in the music industry um
5: yeah. kind of crazy that run
1: uh, this that's that's crazy
0: yeah and he's like you know i'm here for the people and i'm here for the punk rock and and i want everyone to win and you can everyone can win it's just more work and it's harder but that's the way it should be um so let's see uh one thing that he would do for artists with with fat records is they would make compilations so like Uh, anyone who listens to punk rock would might have heard of like fat music for fat people or short music for short people and they just put all the artists from the record label on these compilations that were just you know just big ass compilations and they were actually really really great uh compilations and they would go to shows with like a thousand copies and just hand them out for free and he's like you know by doing that like we go on tour with no effects or or, you know we go on tour with these bands and then we just hand out these compilations that had everyone on the label. And next thing, you know, all those bands are super big in those, those cities. And then they would go tour those cities. Um, and so use it as like a marketing tool. And that actually, uh, Epitaph started doing punk because fat music for fat people is doing so well. Um, so just to like, just to like, give people an idea, like artists on fat records and, and fat records is fat f-a-t Rec, w-r-e-c-k and then chords c-h-o-r-d-s um so like just to like touch on it like some of the bands include against me bad astronauts which i thought was funny nips uh mm-hmm. not, Danger, dead,
5: not failed which is bad Just bad astronauts. yeah
0: uh, Dillinger 4, Face to Face, Good Riddance, Lag wagon, Mad Caddies, Me First in the Gimme Gimmies, No Use for a Name, No Effects, Sick of It All, Strung Out, Suicide Machines, Swinging Utters, and the list goes on and on and on. So they've, they've definitely, like, they, they, they definitely put their footprint in for punk music, much like, like I said, Rhyme Sayers with hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. Um... Let's see. Okay, so two things about Warp Tour, and then we'll get into the music. So Warp Tours, uh, you know, NoFX, Fat Records, like Warp Tour became a thing because of them. Like all these punk bands going on tour. It, it's uh, has has everyone here been to Warp Tour festival before?
4: No. Yes, I went to one a long time, time. ago. Yeah. Okay. Not recently.
0: But but I mean, they were like three to five stages. Yeah, they were just huge festivals, mm-hmm. right? Skateboarding and BMX and everything.
4: I saw Morphine on Warp Tour. Remember the oh, band, really? Morphine! Yeah, it was like it was, they weren't famous yet and they were on like a side stage. And yeah. it was like, why is this dude playing two saxophones? <laughs> it was the
0: weirdest <laughs> thing. Anyway. Um, anyway. Oh. So... Tour. <laughs> So the thing about Warped Tour was Fat Mike says, uh, you know, it's punk, right? It's it's punk music and it's punk music and people, you know, the music's in people's hearts. So, like, typically all the bands that would be on tour are all good people and very humble. Like, and it was never a competition of we're going to go out there and we're going to play better than this band today or we're going to make all those other bands look shitty. But it was like they're all there to play music and have a good time and watch each other's sets and hang out and, like, fuck around and just party. And, like, so it was really like a like a very positive experience um, for bands to do this tour versus a lot of the other festivals that were going on that were competitive. Um, So one funny story. Um, So, so, you know, I mentioned that the the band has always been all about, about like flying the gay flag. Well, that Mike found out that one of the bands on Warp Tour with them and he, he said the band's name and I wish I would have wrote it down, but found out one of the members was homophobic. And so he, Fat Mike has a history of like sitting down with people that have conflicts with him or that he has a problem with and like talking to him. Like he's not someone who's just going to like rage at someone or like, you know, you know, like be like a dick or whatever. But he's he's like the type of person who's like, if someone writes something bad about me, like, you know, a professor just wrote like some about how how they they aren't like um, really supportive of the gay community like this professor at some prestigious university or something. He's like, I'm going to sit down and talk with her next week, like about it and explain, like, hear her side of you and then explain to her who I actually am. Um, so I heard this dude was homophobic on the on the tour and it's his tour. And he's like, listen, like, we don't have any place for for people who are homophobic. So like, I want to sit down and talk with this dude and see what his story is. And the dude's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not homophobic. I just don't think that gay people have the right to get married. Um, and so. <laughs> So what does he do? He doesn't kick him off the tour. Instead, he just makes fun of the band every single day when they're on stage and calls out that the dude doesn't think that people should have the right to get married and just fucking makes jokes about them the entire time while they're on stage. And so the band eventually left the tour and he's like, you know, I don't need anyone like that or that sort of hate on the tour. Like, fuck those guys. I made fun of them until they left, (laughs) which I think is hilarious. Okay,
4: so he he married him.
0: <laughs> What's that?
4: He tried to marry him consist- consistently on <laughs> <Yeah, until> Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be great? Okay, okay, okay. So that was my that was my my notes on kind of the band and and a background, right? So let's uh, let's jump into the music. So um, I did not start with the first few albums that um, the band has. Uh, I started with, um, and I actually made a mistake. I, I thought I did this all in chronological order. Um, uh, but the second song actually came before the first, but we'll touch on that in a second. You motherfucker. I know. Them. Right. Right. They, they, they both came out in 92. I didn't realize one came out before the other. Um, so I know I looked at Spotify instead of doing my research first. Um, so the first song that we're going to talk about is sticking in my eye. Uh, this this came off the album White Trashed T- Two Hebes and a Bean, which is released in 92 on Epitaph Records. Uh, it was the first NoFX album to feature El Jefe on guitar. Um, and Steve Kidweiler was actually the, the, the band's guitarist before that, and he left in 91. Um, <laughs> according to the liner notes on this album, the original title was actually going to be White Trash, Two Kikes and a Spick. Uh, but one of the band's family members thought it was way too offensive. So they actually did change it to <laughs> white trash, <laughs> white trash. Who's Eric Sandin two Jews are, I mean, sorry, two, uh, two heebs, which is, uh, fat Mike and Eric Melvin and, and uh bean, which is El Hefe. So it's, it's the four of them in the band. Um, and this is actually the first album that um, we see horns come in as well. Uh, Hefe brought his trumpet uh, to recording session. And then from then on out, like the trumpet appears in all sorts of NoFX albums going forward. Um, so sticking in my eye, man, this is like a, like a punk rock pace song. The chorus that sells me on this song but what do you guys think about it
5: i liked it a lot uh and that opening guitar rift gets me actually the uh because it's just so much different than the rest of uh what i would say the rest of the album feels like or not the rest of the album but the rest of the song so that you put on this playlist uh because mm-hmm. it's just it's slower and less harsh than a lot of the stuff they play
0: yeah yeah it's kind of a little quieter too, and then yeah. that electric cart guitar comes in and just fucking rips it, right? Yep.
4: Yeah, it, um, I, hate when I, get, I hate when I get stuff stuck
1: in my eye. <laughs> Definitely the worst. <laughs> Tell know where he's coming from in the song. <laughs> it's like um, I wasn't sure what to expect. I mean, obviously, I remember like um, No Effects is like a punk band, or um, the people that wore the No shirts as being quote-unquote punks right when i heard the first part like the little intro was just like before they speed up the tempo you know it just sounds like more like kind of down tempo or whatever before it gets like into the full-blown punk part i that's what i was like okay so this is what this is maybe it's not full-blown punk and then I was like oh wait no no no, no <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, there, yeah. there it is <laughs>
4: yeah
0: the song it has, has a classic
4: like, punk sound to it
0: it, it really does and the
4: guitars, it like is
1: it's definitely of its day. Yeah, so like, um, it really captures it. So I was like, "This is like not my genre, right?" So like, I'm like, my first impression of this song I was like, "Oh, it's like, it's like Misfits, but better recorded." <laughs> I was yeah, like, like, with like my... talent and down to earth and business sense. It's <laughs> like, but I hear what you said. Like, as far as like them being tight, you know, like yeah. tight in the sense that like in rhythm and all, like very stitched together well. You know what I mean? Like, it's not all. Yeah. It's not sloppy. Not a of, like, it's a, a Punk sloppy. is very sloppy. There's no, there's no freelancing. Um, it's like, I think I might have caught like one or two little, like, it wasn't this song. It was like later on in the, later on the playlist, it was like a little drum hiccup or whatever that somehow made it through. But it was, um. but otherwise it's real buttoned up. Like in, in terms of like tempo and cohesion.
0: Uh, and no effects, no effects, um, classifies themselves as hardcore punk. Like they're more melodic, but they they identify as hardcore punk, much like Bad Religion. Um, yeah. And you this, you hear I, it in this.
4: Yeah, this really captures that hardcore. Yeah. They also, I mean, they vary. Like they kind of bounce around. There's, it's all punk, but it has. You can see there's like different styles and stuff, and like bringing like ska and all like that comes up later. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, this uh, this song this song too. Like you really hear he's way more raspy on this. You know, like it's there's way dirtier and granted, like this is you know, this was nineteen ninety two, so like that was kind of the scene at that time. But like it's, it's it,
1: crazy it's ninety two, it sounds like it's uh, like old like you'd think it would be a uh, newer. Like when yeah. I, I don't know, maybe it's just some I, I I hear like uh I think of music that's thirty years old I wouldn't think it's I wouldn't think of something that sounds that good.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, Yeah, I think they, they, uh, Fat Mike has been quoted saying we're not a good punk band, (laughs) but the good thing about punk music is you don't have to be good. You just have to go and play and have a good time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So then this, this anything else on sticking in my eye?
1: Sure all yeah. the songs were real short i didn't like i saw i was like oh man fluffy went in." And he put fucking 19 songs in this shit i looked at it, I was like oh it's like still less than an hour yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah my goal was to keep it less than an hour i i knew that there would be a lot of songs but less than an hour was the key yeah um, something no that like getting
1: my shit. That. i can't make a playlist for 19 songs it's less than an hour do that <laughs> there's something endearing about punk that like all this like, I feel like it's like guys just get too tired
4: to play for more than two minutes at a time, um, when they're in like an actual show. So it's like all the songs are real short. They're like they get right to the point. They get make the point, and then like, all right, we're done. We're not. Let's not beat around the bush here. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah, except for
0: um. Except for where's that thing that that note I was looking for? Uh except for the decline right because the decline is like a 23 minute song yeah
5: it's a real long song <laughs>
3: <Yeah>.
0: uh, <laughs> <clears throat> it's okay. actually 23
4: separate songs they just stitch them all together <laughs> that's <laughs> also <laughs> a true
5: statement
0: <laughs> okay so um so the second song i love i fucking love this song so much so this song appears on two different albums uh, It first dropped in 1992 on the album the longest line uh released by fat records and this was the first uh album ever released on fat records um you'll notice that a lot of their studio albums actually are released on epitaph records for a while um, but this one was released on fat records Uh, the band claimed that the name, the longest line had nothing to do with Coke, yet they released a vinyl on Peruvian white for the color scheme. So I'll let you make the judgment on that one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I dude, this song is such a guilty pleasure for me, like both the live version and this version, uh, they're both great. Um, but you definitely hear those Scott elements in in this in the beginning of the song like it's that ska reggae feel with like the upstroke guitar and bass and oh dude i love it so much
1: it's like that syncopated kind of reggae feel to it for sure
0: yeah dude yeah
1: i heard that and i was like that's like uh, like some sublime shit," you know
0: right well and this is 92 so like this is right when sublime was like rocking
1: yeah like that's one that like 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 as far as Stepping away from the hip hop genre and like that was one that I definitely heard a lot in my circle of friends and like those songs is like, yeah, that shit takes me back for sure. And uh I heard that, I was like, damn, kinda of brought me back, even though I like, had never heard the song individually. That's where yeah. I, it took me. I always think of um when I was
4: in high school and this girl tried to teach me to to uh skank to skanking. I tried to dance the ska music. I uh, so I don't really know how
1: to do it, but she was pretty good at it. Will, will you please demonstrate um, what you remember? I mean, we all
4: have I
0: cameras. It's like it's like oh dude, he I can't got, do that with I, headphones on. Get up, bro! You can do You, you, you got to kick like, your legs. He has no checkers on, man. He can't do it without yeah, checkers. It's,
4: like, it's just like <laughs> you kind of kick your legs back and forth. It's really weird.
0: Yeah,
4: it's like a slow running, like a goofy running in place thing.
0: Yeah, totally so totally like a running and kicking game. in please so, so yeah, we, so we used to all, skank. we used so to skank. The this
4: like, a little bit like the elaine like the elaine dance it's a
1: little <laughs> bit of that <laughs>
3: okay
1: so, so we, we talked about this um, earlier to all the listeners out there in ptp nation um clip <sighs> is going to record a video of him skanking and he's going to post it on twitter and then the ptp twitter feed will retweet that video I'll see what I can
4: do. If
0: you if you do a cliff, then I'll 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 reply with a skanking video.
4: I'm gonna have to um do a little bit of research to make it'll sure it'll be I know like what
1: I'm doing. A, it'll be like a like a chain letter, you know, like first Cliff yeah. does it and then yeah, yeah. like like hashtag PTP skank dance challenge.
0: And then yeah, they, I like everybody this. Else can try I like
1: it. this we'll dude. Do like a, like stitch, right. you know, like a TikTok it. for the kids because all the kids are on TikTok now. So like <sighs> we we'll on TikTok and we'll like become viral and very successful. And then I won't have to find like an actual job, you know?
0: I like yeah. this. I like this dude. Yeah, yeah, You're a new, you can be our new media manager, Chuck. Mm. That, 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 that's fine. All right. We don't all make right. any money. Um, but I mean eventually one of these years, maybe <laughs> maybe well, if we try. Like,
4: if it means Chuck doesn't have to work, I'll, I'll give Skankin' a try.
2: All right. I'm going to have right. to
4: look a few videos up, because I don't remember exactly how it goes. I just remember it was like a very weird run. I'm like, this doesn't seem like dancing, but OK.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, So what, were you guys expecting this as a second song?
1: It took me back. You know what I thought of Like whenever I heard the song? I'm like, kill all the white man." I'm thinking of like teenage Fluffy like just jamming out to this shit in his room. <laughs> and then, like I'm thinking about like I'm thinking about like your like uber conservative father, like what the fuck is Fluffy's dad thinking about whenever his, kid, his his white son is just fucking blasting this shit getting all crazy
0: They split when I was in kindergarten. He wasn't around for me blasting this. <laughs> yeah. I would think <laughs> a he, he was more concerned range. about like about like the Dr. Dre albums and, and shit like that than he was the punk music. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Like, yeah. Let's picture you driving around town with the windows rolled down. And it like turned up real loud. Yeah, On the cassette, Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the transition of the song too. Like when they go from like the happy ska, and then and then like you get that like that like buzz from the guitar, and and like the drums start hitting hard, and then the the harmony comes in with like the group singing the chorus, dude. Like, I don't know, man, there's like an energy to it. Like, I absolutely love it. It's a good change up.
6: No, I do not like the white man up in me.
1: I guess like when I was like listening to it, I didn't understand the purpose of it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Is it like are they advocating for the genocide of, of white people? Or is it like a satire thing? Or is it like The purpose they, is they... to make Fluffy's dad mad. hmm When he, when yeah, he plays it like, out. Yeah, and I thought about like, it like am I not supposed to yeah. like like the point is to like just upset people, I think is yeah, the point of the I song. Yeah, I think it's the like, not not yeah. there's no like underlying meaning or goal to the song other than to just.
0: No, I no, I definitely think like yeah. all this shit has a meaning to it. So like the meaning to this, I would say, is like to really actually point out like like people are mad for a reason. Like look at yeah. look at like the history of what what you do, <laughs> you know, like just imperialism, in- right? Yeah, and like, it rape. rape I was, people like, and rape. That was um,
4: the thing that was like, being anti imperialist was like, because imperialism used to be a thing where, like, people would just, like, go to other countries and steal shit. And it yeah, was like, I mean, we're I, still on the back end I, of that. And it was yeah. like,
1: I mean, was, I, don't know, I, like, I, I remember being like that. Like, I understand that part of it, but it's like, but the solution is not to kill all the white men. You know what I mean?
0: right right right. Like, i get give, I give uh, what you're
1: saying yeah yeah that's what i'm saying it's like what's the point is he like he's not really saying that and if you take it from the other perspective the cliff was saying it's like that doesn't make sense either so i guess i was confused and i was like well it's um
4: i mean if you were like to take it seriously he's like it's like the voice of like like a local a, people uh, who had a, like someone of an come a in person. and like take all their shit and like yeah, what yeah, are, they, so- how are they how would they feel and they're like yeah, i just want revenge right that kind of idea I like think that's what, if, to take it seriously. But I think a lot of it is like, oh, we're like punk guys. We want to like, like they're taking up this mantle of something that's like a serious thing, right? Yeah. And they're taking a real hardcore, serious stance like against it and with a certain perspective and all. Yeah. Um, and kind of co opting it a little bit, maybe you could say. But at the same time, I think a lot of it is like, they just want to be like kind of somewhat offensive to oh, people yeah, 100%. who, and, and the people they are offending, they're like, no, we want to offend you. And that's, like, that's the kind of thing. It's like yeah. a um, motivation for it, if that makes sense. That yeah. would be my guess. Just you know, because they're like, you know, if you're like an eighteen year old and you like were you like pissing off the old guy down the street, you know what I mean? By doing some dumb for, shit. Yeah,
1: you definitely so. do yeah, I guess. So. That makes sense. I Everyone mean, just say it, it wasn't meant to be taken seriously. <laughs> I don't think no, not I don't think that seriously. You
4: know what's funny? It reminded me when I was listening to it. There's a Roy Harper is like this uh, British folk singer guy from like the he's, I think he's still alive, but, he, like, he was big in the 60s and 70s, well, not really big, but he was around in the 60s and 70s, and he had a song called I Hate the White Man, that was, like, the same kind of approach, but he was, like, yeah. deadly serious about, like, his, <laughs> his um. and it's, like, eight minutes long, it's really it's kind of his, but it was, it's very much like this kind of song, it's fu- and it just reminded me of it and, it's, and it sees this, like, aristocratic British guy singing it, you know yeah, um, anyway it's just like, oh from...
0: Rob, did it make you want to kill all the white man?
5: So the chorus is uh, super catchy, uh, but the verses where he's putting on the fake accent really annoys me. Like it's really <laughs> annoying and like it's easily my least favorite song on the entire list you picked. Just because. Oh, is Lizzie.
0: this is this the one that you didn't like but you couldn't get out of
5: your head? Right, because I just found myself humming kill all the white men. Kill, kill all, all the, the white men. men. Yeah, dude, <laughs> it's, it's great. great. The, the chorus is fantastic. But the actual verses where he's putting on his uh, his like, <laughs> faux island accent is just fire <laughs> inducing to me. Yeah. <laughs> so you.
1: Mission accomplished he's just trying to upset everyone. So,
5: and yeah. upset. so here we go. I suppose the uh, that's the thing that upsets me is probably the best uh, opportunity I have there, then. Mission accomplished.
0: Okay, so um, the next song is Linoleum off of Punkin and uh, This dropped in 1994 off of Epitaph Records. It was actually NoFX's first album to go gold. Uh, it's one of the most popular NoFX uh, songs ever and it's one of the most covered no effects songs ever The um, lead singer from Avenge Sevenfold which we'll touch on later uh, or um, not that I don't know if he's a lead singer one of the guys does a podcast I don't know Avenge Sevenfold enough to know which guy it is uh, but he actually said you know a lot of reasons people cover that song is because it's one of your easier songs to cover this album a lot uh, it was really hard for me to only pick one song off of it
4: this is the album i remember a lot as a kid yeah and it's th- my favorite album name of all time is punk and drug i mean I, even as a kid like i was like oh that's so because it like it was a double take to was well, what it was saying i just remember the t-shirts i guess too and i was like oh that's the greatest album <laughs> i don't know i just really really like it and I bring it up. I bring the, the, the phrase up all the time. I'm like punk in trouble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I um I really love how the song starts out. He's like, possessions never meant anything to me. I'm not crazy. Well, that's not true. I've got a bed and a guitar and a dog named Bob who pisses on my floor. That's right. I've got a floor. So what? Yeah. So what? <laughs> so what? <laughs> like <laughs> oh, it's so good, dude.
4: Do you um, like yeah, that's good. I got a floor. Is this this is the first song that um kind of captures that sort of like uh like goofiness, I guess. Yeah, you know what I mean.
0: I, on the playlist for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Linoleum supports my head. It gives <laughs> me something to believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. Uh... Being down on linoleum is the
4: worst thing on earth, man. Like it's the most like on a like on like, like a kitchen floor like covered in like linoleum is it's like so uncomfortable and cold. It's usually it's sticky. It's cold. It's sticky. It, yeah. Even if you clean it, it's still sticky.
0: You know like, what though? Like uh... sometimes when you're really drunk, having a cold linoleum floor to like lay on because you're that drunk. Uh... It isn't it can be nice too when it's it for a little nah. bit. Because you're like, oh, it's cool. But then like you just did end up regretting it eventually. It's
4: just, it's just gross. It's always you never if you're ever laying on a lame floor, something has gone terribly wrong. Like it's never a never a good thing.
5: That's a true statement.
4: It's the least it's the worst of all the floors to lay on, in my opinion.
0: Yeah,
5: I really I, rich, I, right? I do like
0: this song a lot. I don't know. It's it's a good one. Great song and the
4: music's really good in this one, too. Um, The guitars and everything are real tight. Um, it's maybe more like it's like I could see this being their like one of their more um, popular songs I guess no oh, it definitely is like it's, it has like a nice tone to it I don't know
0: yeah no it definitely is one of their more popular songs for sure um, okay uh, and then uh, um, also off of Punk and Drublick uh, I went with the bruise uh, which is short for Hebrews and not for drinking Uh,
4: It took me a a bit to figure that out, by the way. (laughs) What's that like what bruise was? I was like, wait, what are they thinking about all this Jewish stuff? If they're songs about beer. Uh, Yeah, Okay, I get it.
0: (laughs) When I was doing research, I actually stumbled across a Reddit thread where a bunch of people realized it like and they're like, dude, it took me 15 years of singing this song to realize that they're actually talking about Hebrews and not like beer. (laughs) <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, mean, uh, I didn't catch that. I mean, I got the whole like Antifa uh, part of it, but like, I didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't get that reference. Yeah, me. that's.
0: I I love like the beginning of the song too because it's like just a dirty, dirty guitar, and then like Mikey, Fat Mikey, yelling into the m- microphone, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like and Friday, I- night, we'll- <laughs> Friday night, will
6: Friday night, will be drinking Manischewitz going out to terrorize Goyam. Stop and shake it, shaking. Bruin six says, as long as we are home by Saturday morning. Cause hey! We're the, the Bruins! Sports and anti-swash the cat tattoos! On, on, we're the boys! The orthodox is sitting on the yard!
4: I like that, that. The you know, everyone shouting for the chorus. Um it really it like I wrote this reminds me of like one of the Irish Irish drinking fighting punk songs you get from like Dropkick Murphy's or something like that. Dude. Like, totally so I wrote like Jewish Pride Fight song. <laughs> I think was I was what I thought it was. <laughs> and it's super funny because it's I don't know, I just I don't find using all these um you know, like orthodox Hasidic OG Oys. Like it's just yeah. I don't know. It's just a great um I know. I really liked it.
0: Oh, dude! I love the chorus on this. Like, like this is totally another one. Yeah. Like, just, just like windows down, just like screaming as we're driving. Like in high school. Like we're the sport sporting anti-swastika tattoos. Oi, <laughs> oi! <oy. laughs> yeah.
4: Uh We got, we got the might, like is. We can't lose a fight as we are the chosen ones. <laughs> <laughs> we battle, oh, then we feast. We celebrate, we'll separate our milk paste from our meat. Like <laughs> <or> <laughs> <from> meat. <laughs> um, it's just so good because it's, uh, it's just, you
0: know. Yeah, dude, it's great. Yeah, I really like, I really like, <laughs> really like the second verse. He's like orthopedic yeah. Doc Martin's good for waffle making and kicking through the, kicking through the shin. Yeah. <laughs> Reputation gained through intimidation, pacifism no longer tradition. <laughs>
6: Commodity's good for Waffle-making, kicking through the shin Reputation, gained through intimidation Pacifism, no longer tradition
1: want to know did anybody else while listening to this playlist get the uh the urge to play tony hawk's pro skater
0: uh, one <laughs> of the songs one, one of the songs on here is actually in tony hawk pro skater
1: okay, well that makes sense because I, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like yeah i played the shit out of those games back in the day and, uh, yep. And like, well, I never listen to this type of music. I definitely listen to my fair share of this type of music Playing, the oh, yeah, playing Tony really.
0: Hawk. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. And unfortunately, in the first couple of Tony Hawks, it was only a few songs. So if you played it a lot, man, those like that Ooh. Superman song by Goldfinger. And there's a couple other ones from I think Tony Hawk Two, maybe that just like I can't even listen to anymore. Like, I love yeah. them, but it's just like, fuck, man, I listened to that song a million times just playing that stupid game. Yep. Uh, anything else on the brews?
2: Not
4: there yet.
0: Uh, so then we go on to, uh, Heavy Petting Zoo, uh, whatever Dee Dee wants off the Heavy heavy Petting Zoo album from 1996, Epitaph Records. Uh, Mike, Fat Mike calls this their worst modern album to date. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe, uh,
4: but also a great name and the best cover art of all our albums.
0: Right. right. So, Dude, so like, the cover art uh, for the CD. So this is funny. It actually, has two different pieces of cover art. And I didn't know this till I researched it because I've only ever seen the CD. But the CD is a farmer with the sheep in his lap doing sex stuff with his hand to the sheep like heavy and it's called Heavy Petting Zoo. Yeah. 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 Uh, The LP came out, and it has the same farmer and the sheep 69ing on the album cover on the LP. Oh, really?
1: Yikes. Interesting.
0: Uh, A a record store in France put up the poster for the CD and got shut down for having just the CD cover. Well, the LP was completely banned in Germany for showing a farmer and a sheep 69ing on the cover. (laughs)
4: understand it's also the the it's like a painting and it's like a norman rockwell style painting yeah but it's but it's a farmer heavy petting with the sheep
0: molesting the sheep yep yeah. and, and i didn't realize this but his kids are totally in the background also petting yeah. sheep but like actually petting them
4: it's a really uncomfortable pick, but it's. I remember again as a kid being like, "Oh, that's so rock! That, yeah. That's punk rock, right yeah, there!" Yeah, like,
0: <laughs> like this <laughs> fucking album. Yeah, heavy uh, heavy petting zoo was actually uh, the first NoFX album to chart on the American Billboard chart, and so it hit sixty-three. Um, they hit twenty in Australia and thirteen in Sweden and Finland. So, yeah. It's, it's funny that he calls it their worst modern album to date, yet it was their first album to actually chart.
4: <laughs> I would him mad about it for some reason. I'm sure he's like, God oh, it's too successful to be punk.
0: Well, yeah. And so, so he was talking in an interview about this album. He goes, so in the mid-90s, when everyone was commercializing punk rock, right? Like Blink-182 was getting big and Goldfinger and all these other bands were getting big, right? And Offspring. Uh, he's like, everyone was commercializing punk. We decided to put out an album with a cover that would actually hurt album sales. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Crazy. Uh,
0: okay, uh. so uh, getting into the song, Whatever Didi Wants. Um, I personally really love the harmonies on this song.
6: Whatever Didi wants, she's gonna get it, whatever Didi wants. She's gonna get it, whatever Didi wants. She's gonna get it, whatever Dee wants. She's gonna get in whatever did he wants. She's gonna get in whatever did he wants. She's gonna get it, whatever did he wants. She's gonna get it, whatever did he wants. She's gonna get it. I'll it, whatever DVD wants, she's going
0: to get it. The song is really funny because like the chorus and then what, like the verses, like, like don't line up. Right? Like, so the choruses are all always like, like whatever DVD wants, she's going to get it. But then the verses are like, well, like I would I'm do this. And then they guy. provide an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like, yeah, yeah. like I wouldn't walk 500 miles when I can fly coach. Uh, But I would do almost anything. <laughs> I wouldn't climb the highest mountain. I could get a blister, uh, but almost anything that Didi wants, you know, like almost <laughs> anything. I wouldn't throw coins into a fountain because I might need to make a phone call later.
4: <laughs> but like, <laughs> I, I, like I've heard this song before. This is like one of the songs I really like from them. Um, it has that Scott influence, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, I never knew. I never actually knew what the lyrics were. I was yeah. just I was like I they're singing a song about how they really love this girl Dee, Dee, and they would do anything she wants. Yeah, that's not what the song's about.
0: It's no, like the exact opposite. All. Yeah, it's, to- it's totally like it's the chorus is totally like whatever you want, you're going to get it. Uh, yeah,
4: but she's not going to get it. She's definitely not going to get it. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: Because no. <laughs> yeah. no. uh, if the, there's even like a line that's like, because if there's anything you want, I'll probably get it. <laughs>
4: Yeah, Maybe. I'll probably get it There's something which you need and I'll try not to forget it. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. But then like all yeah. the verses are just like, but <laughs> this one thing.
1: <laughs> oh. well, I mean, they're throwing shade over at Homeboy. Talk about they won't walk 500 miles.
0: Yeah, right. right? <laughs> yeah, it's been <laughs> oh, doctors. Yeah. No,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, no yeah. I, I won't walk 500 miles like a flight coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, nah, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely enjoy the comedy of that. Um, And you definitely see like a transition to like and how these these are these are sounding versus like the stuff from the earlier 90s, right? Like, it's really like, I don't know, there's just there's a lot more sound to it. Um. OK, so then let's see. So then we talk about the song Falling in Love. Uh, This came off of the album So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes. Uh, This was dropped in 1997 off at AFFATAP Records.
5: By the way, Um, you're an asshole for putting this song on here, by the way. I just want to point that
0: out. Because it's amazing, right?
5: Because it's two minutes longer than any other fucking song and it's because there's two minutes of dead air. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so so my Um, apologies. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I really, really love this song. I forgot that it was... Uh, there was a secret song on this album or on the on the album and after this track so i didn't realize that was a thing until i started listening to it after giving you guys the playlist um because i i just i like i listened to the first part of the song and i'm like god i just fucking love this song like why haven't i put this song on the playlist yet it's because there's a secret song at the end of it
4: um (laughs) it definitely confused me a few times i'm like wait is this over, I'm like, no, it's not. What's
0: yeah? Oh, it's two minutes it's of dead fucking air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I was like, it's- I was working, and I, like, I thought my fucking AirPods like cut out. And I'm like, fucking <laughs> taking out my AirPods. I like put them back in the case. I like resync them, put them back in. I'm like, oh well, maybe it's because I'm in the basement of this fucking hospital, and like, I don't get any service here. So let me turn on Wi-Fi so I can listen to this fucking because I didn't download the playlist. You know what I mean? Like, and then I realized that it was playing. I'm like. It's is dead air, motherfucker.
0: Yeah, so I apologize about that. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of like a blessing in disguise, though, because you you get a clip of Howard Stern playing the song uh, called Please Play This Song on the radio. And that song actually almost made this playlist just because of the story behind it and what the song is. So no effects came out with a joke song on their album that was called Please Play This Song on the Radio. Um, Please Play This Song on the Radio was like the, the first half of the song is making fun of punk, punk, pop band, pop, punk bands. Sorry, I can't talk. Pop, punk bands like Blink 182 and MXPX and all these bands that were coming up at the time, right? and making music for the radio. And they're like, please play the song on the radio. Like it has, it has like breaks in all the right places. Like, and we have ooze and then you hear everyone go, Ooh, and Oz and everyone goes, ah, you know, and it is really like pop punky. Right. But the entire, like, like context of the first half of the song is just making fun of those, those songs made for radio that are supposed to be punk. The The true beauty of this song is it fades out. For just like a, a second or two, and then it comes back in and the second half of the song is is the chorus is don't play this song on the radio. And the whole purpose of the second half of the song is to fuck with um, fuck with radio personalities that did not do a good job of previewing the music before they put it online because the second half of the song is all about getting the radio station fine from the FCC. Uh, so it starts <laughs> so it starts off with like like it, the song's over, right? Like the first half of the song fades out and then all of a sudden, like the guitar kicks back in, and he goes right about now. Um, some radio host like who wasn't paying attention is doing a fat fucking line off of the soundboard and the FCC is about to fuck them in the ass. And like, they just go off and like say all the shit that you can't say on the radio at the time just to try to get radio stations fined.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's the last thing, dude. That's like, that's a big no, no. Like, that's. I had a job specifically to prevent against the <laughs> that was a board <laughs> operator and like it's your job to make sure there's no dead air <laughs> like yeah. like because radios for the most part now is like basically automated like it's basically just a fucking iTunes playlist and they just pop in commercials just like you would any other song on the playlist and uh you're just there to make sure the fucking board doesn't get down fire in this dead air
0: <laughs> yeah so please play this song on the radio it was actually on white trash two heaps and a bean Um, yeah. So so the verse starts off right about now, some shithead will be drawn a fat fucking line on the title of the back of the sleeve. What an asshole. So, Mr. DJ, I hope you're ready to make your segue or the FCC is going to take a shit right on your head and they just like keep going (laughs) like it's pretty great. great. So I'm 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 sorry about the dead air, but it's funny because it brought in this song that I um, that I didn't put on the playlist um but i'm glad we got to talk about it anyway
5: i did enjoy howard okay. stern's reaction to it though yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah effects, great. more like no talent <laughs> <laughs> These guy's are really aren't rocking
4: <laughs> uh, okay oh man but i do uh, I, I also say this song uh it's a very literal song yeah falling in love yeah
0: yeah they're it's falling about, in love while falling and it's falling <laughs> two people
4: in love on a crashing airplane yep <laughs> it's like one verse
0: <laughs> um he actually this is a love song um, that he wrote about him and his wife
4: okay i also thought the uh i really, really like the drums in this it had that really bang in like i don't know if it's like a double bass or what but um but uh it was very fast and very aggressive um but the drumming was really really good in the song
0: yeah i, I agree
4: it's real fast like, but we're all precise like it's not like all over the place
0: it's, it's a really, really solid like punk, punk rock like drum, yeah. dude, for sure. And then like they also like just have it where he's singing with the drums and then they cut in like the guitars and shit. And it just I don't know, man, there's there's so much emotion to not only the lyrics, but also the music of the song. Like it really like I really like this song a lot. It really, really hits me.
4: wasn't the two minutes of dead air at the end because like every yeah. time I'm like
0: what is going on I know dude I know I, I do apologize about good. that
4: <laughs> that's okay because a lot of this I just like on in, in the background I'm working and stuff and kind of listen, yeah. like half listen half not listen yep. um, mm-hmm. this is a good one
0: uh, okay um, so from there we move into the 2000s uh, we have the album Pump Up the Volume, uh released in 2000 off of Ep- Epitaph records um This was their last release on Epitaph Records, actually. Um, And the first song that we have is What's the Matter with Parents today?
6: you
0: to back up and leave. And I fucking love this song, dude. <laughs> it's Pretty funny. Uh, like, um.
2: So, Cliff, and, and, have,
3: and
4: uh, I get. I ahead. can't tell the song is, are they the parents or are they the kids like? Well, like. I, ever, yeah, well, probably not I, all, cause not, like, because they're definitely not like kids when this, came out. but I don't know if they had kids yet. I feel like yeah, they're kind I, of.
0: Both. I think you know he I mean? did have kids because his kid is like. Oh, maybe not, because this released in 2000 and I think his kids like 17 or 18 <clears> right <throat> now. So yeah, this would have been before his kid, I think.
4: Yeah. But maybe but like maybe some props. of the other band
0: members did. Yeah,
4: they're definitely like in their late 20s when this came out. So they're not like, you know. They're not saying about their parents. I think maybe they're just thinking about like themselves when they become parents, maybe something like that. That's the impression I got. They're mm-hmm. kind of making fun of themselves. Like they're too old for this stuff, sort of. I don't know.
0: I really feel like this song at this point in my life is talking about us. Yeah, yeah.
5: I'm really not a parent. I feel okay with being lame. There's,
4: <laughs> like, a whole thing. It's, like, being a punk rock dad or something like that, what that's like nowadays. Like, for, you know, or, like, all the like, you know, because punk rocks run around forever, and, like, now they're kind of old and, and they're, like, parents and stuff. Or at least when they right. made that, I think it was, like, a documentary or something, made like, a decade ago. It was like the first generation to like have a bunch of kids and like they're like in the suburbs, like mowing their lawn with like a wallet chain, you know, whatever. Well, <laughs> dude, like, <laughs> like,
0: I fucking yeah. I, I love. I like I love the end of the song where he's like, mom and dad, I think you ought to quit smoking so much pot and hanging with my friends laying around yep. on the couch. With my Misfits records out <laughs> I, Softly yeah. banging your head <laughs> <laughs> Like it's so fucking you- rad dude <laughs> Yeah Mom and dad
6: I think you ought To quit smoking so much pot And hanging with my friends records out softly banging your head maybe it's just a passing phase what's the matter with my parents these days
1: flashback to high school to like this one that we went about my friend's house it's like a friend of a friend yeah you know like, like like when you're in high school you know like you go get high at whoever's house who doesn't have parents home, you know what I mean? Like, um, mm-hmm. so and so's parents don't come home till later, so everybody's gonna smoke out over here, whatever. And so we went to homie's house. We pull up and I walk in the living room, his mom and dad, like, rather you having to do- have you doing it here as opposed to being out and about. And, yeah, was- I,
0: I had definitely had the parents like growing up, not me, but I had the friends that had the parents that didn't care, like, you know, or like turned a blind eye to it. Um, but like the first time I actually like sat down with someone's parents and smoked was when I was a freshman in college. Like I went back to my, my, my roommate's hometown and like with some of his homies and we like, were going over to someone's house to pick him up. And I had known this dude for a few months now. Like we'd all been in the dorms together and like my roommate and I go to his house to like pick him up and his parents are at the kitchen table. He's like, yo, you guys want to smoke? And uh, we're like, yeah, sure. And then his, his—I think it was his mom—was like, oh, "I'll go get the bong." And his mom like walked in the other room and walked back to the kitchen table with the bong and like packed it up. And I'm just like, this is weird. Like, I haven't, I haven't smoked yeah, with a quote-unquote adult. That's what I'm like, saying. It's, like, yeah, like,
1: <laughs> it's just like you're so used to like hiding it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, but nowadays it's different, though. You know what I mean? Like, fucking, shit's legal in like half the states anyway. So like. This yeah. that's more the, the norm or eventually will be, but it's just different times, you know?
0: Yeah, I really I really do feel like as I get like, I remember when this album came out and I love this song. But now that like, you know what? Now that it's 21 years old, like 21 years later after the song comes out, like I'm like, oh shit, like I have become like I have become yeah. this. This is me now. <laughs> like like 21 years later, I am this person and it is still relevant.
1: Now, I don't feel like, like I'd like to think that I'm the cool dad, but don't tell my daughter that. You know, I'm still a fucking dork. You know I mean? She's like, like, I'll never yeah, yeah. be cool to her. You know, like, I was thinking about it like when she was like born with it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to show her this cool hip hop music and she's going to listen to De La Soul. She's going to let us take a just like I do, you know, like we sing the words together and shit. But, Nah. <laughs> no, it's work it's like when your kid your dad's like look just listen to marvin Gaye," all right <laughs> like yeah. you
4: don't get it man you just gotta listen to it more
0: <laughs> oh, dude my kids uh, my kids really like classified for uh and they request like different classified songs all the time when we're in the car like yeah. they like listening to like inner ninja and beautiful mind or not uh beautiful beautiful mind i don't know. i don't remember anyways but
1: no, she likes um she likes like some of the music that erica does it's just
0: yeah, she likes Beyonce. It. I remember that shit.
1: She likes more than that. She likes all kinds of shit. She likes like some certain songs that Harry and Erica have like a similar taste and a lot of shit like Erica and shit. She's all about it.
0: That's cool, dude.
4: Yeah, my kid just wants to listen to like lo-fi remixes of like video game music.
0: just <laughs> <But, laughs> cool. Yeah, you fucking I'm like, create video game music, bro. <laughs> well,
4: I'm like, I'm like, That's yeah, cool. I like it, too, but it's just funny. I'm like, this is like naughty. This wasn't even around when I was a kid. Like, it's yeah. like that's. How- like, I got to like, he'll listen to like Led Zeppelin, but he only really likes, um, uh, um, oh, dude, what's this? Oh, my God. forget what what song he likes. There's only one song he likes, and he just calls Stairway it Led Zeppelin. Heaven. No, it's not Stairway to Heaven. It's, um, oh, immigrant song. That's the only oh, one he okay. likes. Because okay. it was in Thor. Good one. Yeah, it was in Thor. So he's like, oh, put the, he's just says put Led Zeppelin on, and he means just that one song.
5: Literally, that yeah, one Led Steve Zeppelin like, song. <laughs>
4: You can turn the Led Zeppelin off now. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so put on some game chops, okay, okay, fine.
0: Right? <laughs> um But Rob, even though you're not a parent, I still feel like this is uh this is you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It hits a little bit home uh, hard. <laughs> Close to home.
0: Yeah, right, right. Okay, uh, and then the second song off of Pump Up the Volume um, that I grabbed was Dinosaurs Will Die. This is not a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is the real thing. Keep back, watch
6: it crumble. See the drowning, watch it fall. About it, that sarcasm. Let it burn. I'm gonna make a joke when it falls apart. I'm gonna rain my glass my. Show them how it's supposed to be. Music created from devotion, not ambition, not for fame. Zero people are exploited. There are no tricks. Up our sleeve. We're gonna finally get them out be, and we're gonna kill the seven record deal. Make records.
0: Um, this is another one of those albums where it was really hard for me to just pick a few songs. Like there's so many songs on this album that I like. I really suggest checking out a theme for uh, from a NoFX album, which is the final song on this album. Um, it's just, it's like a totally like an Irish jig about the different people that are on NoFX. Uh, I maybe should have included it because it's pretty hilarious. But I wanted to also like keep in mind like the length of the playlist. Um, so dinosaurs will die, uh, the intro to this, where he's like, this is not a test of the emergency broadcast system also appears on bad religions, Los Angeles burning album, which was, um, it dropped in 2004, uh, or I'm sorry, the song Los Angeles is burning, which is, which dropped in 2004 on the empire strikes first. So they tried, they released this on epitaph, which is related to bad religion, right? The bad religion members have that record label. So it's funny, like four years later, like the same the same words start off in a song that they released. I thought that was that was kind of an interesting like little tidbit. Um, it's funny because
4: song- the guitars in this sound like bad religion guitars.
0: Oh, yeah. Dude, Bad Religion, Bad Religion definitely influenced uh, No Effects. And he's he said before, like how it influenced his his harmonies and singing and helped him change his music for to make him a better musician. Um, and this
4: is definitely. also the first song where I feel like they're really like trying to make like a serious like like they're still joking around, but they're actually like like being kind of like trying to make a point about something. Yeah. Is that all these, like, poser bands kind of suck, I guess?
0: Yeah, well, the poser Um, bands suck, and the music industry is fucking parasitic, right? The
4: music industry sucks, and they're going to destroy them all. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and and really, like, this is, like, you know, at this point, what Fat Records has been around for 13 years, and it's, it's like, kind of like how, like, this, like, he's, they have a label, and you don't need to, like, feed off of artists and and be, like, a horrible industry, and he's really calling out, like, how shitty... And prehistoric the music industry is, you know. Did this
4: when did this come out? You said it was like two thousand. Two thousand, yeah. Yeah, this is so. This is like right when Napster was picking up. And like uh, I remember, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Napster first showed up, and it was like, oh, you know what? We don't have to pay for music ever again. You know, and it was totally like, oh, goodbye, music industry. That was like a time mm-hmm. when you really thought, okay, you know what? We don't even need you anymore. Yeah, it's, it's kind of true to some extent, mm-hmm. but.
0: Dude, totally. Well, and especially now, like that streaming is a thing. Like Napster led Napster getting shut down by the music industry probably actually ended up killing the music industry because it led to streaming services, right? Because like if you mm-hmm. can't download shit anymore, at least you can stream the shit, right?
4: <clears throat> well, it just changed the. It just all of a sudden it's like you don't need like a label to like get your music out there. It was like Bandcamp and all these other things have popped up. Right, right. Was, uh, things have popped up, but that was like the first time it was like, man, like like and you know and people were like stealing music at the time was like whatever man atlantic records i don't care like you're just a bunch of criminals who've been ch- charging me like 25 dollars for a cd that should cost like seven bucks so you know what forget it you know um and a lot of artists i think weren't even that like yeah, i mean there's some who were clearly like pissed but there were a lot who were like oh this is great like they really saw the potential in it um and they were like giving stuff away for free and all too so but I wonder if that had something, you know, like, th- it's kind of about that time. They're like, dinosaurs will die. They're going to, like, just They're too big. They're too slow. They can't evolve. You know, the things are
2: changing. Um, yeah. No,
0: it makes sense, man. It totally makes sense. I like, I like the whole, like, we're going to kill the seven record deal and make records that have more than just one good song. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. All the Pittsburgh bands on VH1. I love oh, them like VH1. It's like <laughs> you know, I always like VH1, but I I get why you would make fun of it. Um, where did all their money go? Don't we all know the parasitic music industry, right?
0: Yeah. No, <clears throat> yeah, I like I like this. I like this the the whole message of this, right? Like fuck the music industry. Like you don't yeah. you know all they do is is take advantage of people. So, um cool okay so then uh next we go on not to a studio album but to one of their compilations uh this is off of 45 or 46 songs that weren't good enough to go on our other records which they (laughs) which they released
4: to like 20 they had one before which was like 20 songs that weren't good enough to be on other albums yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) and this one this one has 46 songs but i like that they're like 45 or 46 songs that weren't good enough (laughs) to go on our other records um, so this okay. dropped in 2002 off of Fat Records, um, and the, the, the first song I went with was Lazy. Um, I
6: wish I could go so far. Yeah.
0: song this song is actually a song that i put on because it's a song that debbie and i both love it's a lot different than a lot of the other no Effect songs um but we we both were really into this this came out um when i was working at the quest um and one of the sound engineers at the time who actually later who later ended up becoming a rock star. Like now he's actually a rock star. And all he, all he does is like tour and make money and do drugs and party and play with like giant metal bands. Um, at the time he, you know, I was a bar back and he was a sound engineer. And so when I wasn't like stocking the bar oh, when we were in the Ascot room, which was like a, the, a littler room, it's actually like, was a, like a thousand person room and in the center of it, it had the fountain from purple rain. For from Prince's video, because Prince used to own the club. So he put that fountain from Purple Rain right in the middle of the room and the whole room was like garden themed. So, yeah, <laughs> it was like garden themed. It's a really chill room, but when I didn't have work to do, I'd just hang out with dude and we just, you know, have a good time, drink, whatever. And uh so he was he was a rocker at the time. I'm like, bro, I'm like, I and I was doing hip-hop, and I'm like, I really want to recreate the song for Debbie as like a gift, but I can't play any instruments. So like after work one night at like 2 a.m., we went over to his house in like South Minneapolis, so we probably got there at like three and we started drinking and he played all of the instruments for this track for me and bounced it to a Pro Tools file. So he like did the drums and recorded all the drums for me in one night and recorded the bass, and recorded, just recorded everything for me, like after work and like, and like I left his house at like six six or 7 a.m. Like <laughs> and, like we stayed till the sun come up recording shit, bounced it to a Pro, T- Pro Tools file for me. I brought it home, threw it onto my Pro Tools. I recorded the lyrics and then gave it to Debbie as like a song where I sang the lyrics for this. So I thought that was, I had to I had to include it.
1: I think it was a good pick. Yeah. It's, it's a nice change of pace too, the song. Yeah, change yeah. of pace, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I can relate.
0: <laughs> it's got that right, right? <laughs> like like I just want that laziness, right?
1: Just saying. That shit's important sometimes. Like everybody's gotta do it every now and again.
0: I really like the uh the like uptick like on the guitar on this one. Like, it's just that chill ska guitar type of thing. Um, Yeah. Anyways. Uh, And then, also off this album, totally a guilty pleasure. Um, I love this song way too much. Hold on,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Okay. A guilty pleasure. Yeah, it's an interesting choice of words.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's not really a guilty pleasure, but, like, like, I probably like this song too much. Like I probably like this song way too much. Um, I probably this,
1: don't want to see your Pornhub search history
0: <laughs> this you song not, is, I assume. This, this song is thirty seconds long, uh, and it's fantastic. And I'm just gonna play the whole thing for you.
6: She on lips like stereo. With the bass in trouble down She got changed like microwave Burritos had What I wouldn't get to see her pee
0: I I like the song because of what it is, but I also like the song because it's like how they change it up, right? So they say one thing and then they follow it up with other words. They're like they say they say what you think is a sentence and they pause and then they add other words to the sentence, changing the meaning like she got lips like stereo with the bass and treble down. Like she's got tits like microwaves burritos that explode <laughs> like i'd love i love that dude like i love i love the way that they like they like say something you're like wait what and then they're like burritos that explode <laughs> uh yeah what do you guys think when when this song came on i thought that
1: um maybe i understand why it wasn't one of the 45 and 46 songs that were good enough to make on their other records <laughs> It's funny because um, it's true. It's not the only time in this playlist, dude. Talks about peepee.
0: Oh, he's into all
1: sorts of shit, dude. I mean, we don't kink shame in twenty twenty one. It's just no. True. He's
0: been he's been very open about that. There's a lot of songs that they have that aren't on here that that he's very open about about his stuff. Um, I they did no effects. Did a compilation album called Short Music for Short People. And it was all thirty second songs, like all the bands that were on it, like all the songs on the album were thirty seconds, and I almost wonder if this was one of the ones that they were going to put on short music for short people, but it didn't make the cut, <laughs> but then they put it on anyways, like it's like oh, we got forty
4: five songs later around. What do we do with these? Yeah, uh, yeah. put them on the album together. Just be honest that they're not very good. <laughs> Uh this okay. kind of, this fits into their like kind of silly and slightly offensive and in a goofy kind of way.
0: Oh absolutely. Kind of yeah. Dude totally. Uh this the album cover for this this album too is like the four of them, and um three of them have their backs turned. Uh Fat Mike is like doing something weird with his hands, and Jefe is just peeing. Like, Hefe is like looking over his shoulder peeing, and there's just like a big arc of pee like coming. Uh, it's it's kind of kind of a funny album cover, but they always have good album covers. So, you know, I guess I should be. Not gross. every
5: album cover can have a farmer 69ing a sheep.
0: <laughs> the, the, those the are only cover. LPs. So <laughs>
5: it's one of the
1: 45 or 46 album covers that weren't good enough to make on the <laughs> <other> record. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: Uh, okay. So moving on, uh, we have, um, some songs from the album, from the war on errorism album, uh, this dropped in 2003 off of fat records. The album cover is a picture of George W. Bush with clown makeup on and a sad face. Um, this is very much when they got political and they were very anti George Bush. Um, so this is first song is the separation of church and skate. Which is a play off of the separation of church and state, Uh, and I know, right? And was also Chuck the song that was featured on Tony Hawk's Underground,
1: motherfucker.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Honestly, I've been
5: listening to this song or this album for like five days straight, and I seriously thought it was State the entire time until just right now. (laughs) Yeah, totally skate. I see that now. Hey, kids. Hey,
3: Dad.
0: What do you want to do today?
3: I don't know.
0: Do you want to go to the matinee? No. Do you want to go to the amusement park? No. Do you want to go to the punk rock show?
3: Yeah, let's go to the punk rock show. (laughs)
0: about this song uh the band only tours with one guitar like they have no backup guitars when they go on tour except for when they're gonna play this song and for this song they actually have two guitars because it's tuned differently than all their other songs no kidding nope but other otherwise like they only go on tour with one one guitar they have no backups or anything like can you see that's it (laughs) like whatever (laughs) I love, I love the intro to this song where he's like, "Hey kids, (laughs) (laughs) what do you want to do today? What do you want to today?" (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know, man. This is, I like, I like this song. Like, I like, I like how it's making fun of, like, like pop culture making the punk rock scene more safe right and i'm sure this is a reaction to like blink 182 and all those bands and like the kids going to those shows and and like being on mtv and all that um
4: yeah just like the popification or whatever of like yeah yeah i guess that's around this time that that kind of started to like i think i'm trying to think of like what bands were big back then i think it's going be
0: 2004. So, I mean, this is definitely after Blink blew up, but they were definitely going. They definitely lost their punk roots at this point. Right. So like a lot of their shit was a lot softer, but Very like poppy. Yeah. Yeah. Like you see, you see like a lot more restrictions on like shows and stuff like that. Like he's talking about putting up barricades and, you know, just like. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Um, I, what's the other? Yeah.
1: So, so, so we're, we're uh, talking about a band who had an album making fun of George W. Bush and the War on Terror on Veterans Day.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, it is what
2: it is. Well, um, uh, know,
4: George Bush isn't a veteran, so what's the big deal? <laughs> Yeah, that's you, true. You know? Wouldn't he ever fight for anything?
2: True. Um,
4: yeah. I like, Draft, like That's it. Sugar Ray. That's the band I was thinking of. Those might have been oh, back then. <laughs>
0: Sugar Ray.
4: Sugar Ray is a band <laughs> you may be singing about, maybe. I think. I was trying to remember what band it was. I'm like, what's the band that?
2: Yeah, that's a side. Mm. This song was. song um, wasn't actually one of my favorite songs on here.
4: It felt a little like, um, a little shouty. It was like a little too. Yeah, it was just like. a little And also, like the lyrics were like a little too like, like I don't know, kind of. They were just like it. Just felt like they were kind of just whining about stuff. Like, oh, why can't we be like. Super hardcore dangerous like we were back in the 80s, which I kind of get, <laughs> but it feels like old. it's like old man yelling about how much better things were when they were a kid, you know? Oh, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. It feels
4: like
1: a bit. So. I get um, that. You know, like, I used to be that, like, pretentious guy talking about, rap, like, playing real rap music at a party as opposed to whatever people the rap music that you would hear at a normal party <laughs> like, yeah like, yeah this is yeah. a real hip-hop you should play some fucking this and play some fucking dead let's hear some skill skills you know like fucking yeah. uh, <laughs> <that> was so <laughs> insufferable bro like i just want to go back I'm like oh god what a fucking dork dude just like enjoy yourself at the party you know what i mean like would be the pretentious fucking elitist hip-hop fan you know what I mean? it's like, it's like yeah. i i hear what you just saying. Everybody, everybody has that phase where they're like oh
4: it's much oh, better bro, i was but, fucking yeah, insufferable yeah. bro it's like in the oh, 20s bro. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's totally called your twenties.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's totally. This isn't fucking genuine, <laughs> fucking me, 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 me. shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. I'll I'll keep it going because we still got a lot of songs. Uh, so also, also on the word on errorism, uh, we have the song "Whoops I O Um I fucking love this song, dude. I I love. I love the broken lyrics of the song. Like I I love that you know, it, it, you guys have I know you guys have been at that point whether it's with drinking or drugs or whatever it has where your brain just does not make complete sentences in your head. And like the way That's, that he writes these yeah. lyrics. Yeah, right like the way that he writes these lyrics like like it it just it it it, these are the be- I mean, aside
4: from just being silly and funny, these are the best. This is the best lyrical song. Mm. Um, it's also just a guitar. This is the one where I don't know if there's any drums or anything in this. It's just. It's almost like an acoustic song. Yeah, like a totally guy with his dude. guitar, except it's electric yeah. guitar. But but um, he's playing like three chords, and it's just um, yeah. And and the the lyrics are like as if his brain shutting down, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like six so. minutes down, breathing machine, brain not feel right.
6: I OD'd. shortness of breath, call ambulance, tell my wifi, error in judge, men cut my life, no second chance. No guiding light I never meant To cause You pain I never Thought I'd be the one who Took the fall I got lost In the moment Assholes like to test the limit Six Minutes down Machine Brain not Feel right The look On you Is Killing me Drowning in shame But don't feel bad Cause I Never feared consequences Hate regrets more than apologies Like, I pulled the rug from under myself. The fall's too much for me to recover from. It's been real fun. But now I must say goodbye. I'll see you all at Okie Dogs. See you all at Okie
4: Dogs. He's like feeling this is one of my favorite songs in the, of all of them that you picked really has like it, it, like a lot of them are kind of silly and stuff, but this one actually has a fair amount of depth. It feels like, yeah, oh, you know, absolutely. Just like a, just being like silly or offensive or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I really like this song. Like, I I, I agree with you, Cliff. This is definitely one of my more favorite songs, too. Like, I, I love a lot of their music, but. Um, just the way that it's composed, like like you're saying, it it is like acoustic, but it's an electric guitar, but it feels like an acoustic song, right? Mm hmm. Um, real
1: basic uh, yeah it's also like kind of like a uh, it's less silly you know what i mean it's like a touching on like a real ass topic for like a yeah. lot of people man like fuck man i'm sure we've all had friends that have we've lost the drugs you know like that's a fucked up shit man yeah and um it's, it's it's rough but it is what it is
0: and and just like all the lyrics on it dude even like a year has passed like photographs my like is my life is just a scrapbook of old friends and faded memories. You know what I mean? Like that dude. That's fucking. That's brilliant. Like, so true, right? Like, I don't know. It's like so.
1: If he's, if, it's, if he's like really referencing an actual overdose, and he's like talking about like how he felt in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, like remembering like wow, I'm like not well. Like this shit is fucking me up, and this is like reflecting on his life and the context of his decisions he's made to put him there. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Cool. Uh,
0: Then we move on to um, the album Wolves Wearing Wolves Clothing. This dropped in 2006 off of Fat Records uh this is one of two of fat mike's favorite albums um we start off with scene double at the triple rock i absolutely had to throw this one on because god i wonder why you put this song on he talks about minnesota <laughs> and he talks about the triple rock which was like our famous punk rock like club like triple rock was like punk rock and only punk rock um
5: and, uh... On the playlist already So this is one of the songs I knew it's 3 o'clock in the triple rock
0: it's funny so triple rock was really big when i was working at the quest so when all the punk shows would go to triple rock so we were bigger than triple rock so a lot of punk shows would also come to us but when punk shows were going to triple rock a lot of times i didn't go to them because i only got one or two days off a week at the most usually it was i was working 6 days a week and i was working like 60 to 80 hours and going to college so like when shows went to triple rock, I'm like, I don't want to go to fucking concert on my day off. Like I see, I see hundreds, if not thousands of concerts a year. Like I don't want to go to another venue where I, I get treated like a fucking patron and I have to pay for drinks. When, if I really want to go to a show, I can just go to one of my shows and not pay for drinks and just tip well and, and be VIP, you know, like, so I've been to triple rock, but it was only for zombie pub crawls. Where, you know, we do the zombie pub crawl through Minneapolis with like thousands of people. I've I've been there then, but I never actually went to a punk rock show there. And I totally regret it because it was like a big thing. I was only there like dressed as a zombie drinking a couple a couple times. <laughs> it's
4: like the line when you're in Minnesota and you got a drinking quota.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're in Minnesota, and we gotta yeah. drink our quota. It's, like,
4: it's really going to get snowed in. I'm like, yeah, Minnesota. <laughs> it's,
0: yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. This is a good snowed song, this one,
4: though.
0: Outside it's, is a nice
4: fast, it's a nice, fast, aggressive song. The guitar is really good in it. Um, and they kind of slow it down in parts, and they kind of speed it up. They really do, a good, like, the tempo changes. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. I like this one a lot. Um, I
0: really like to, like, um <laughs> uh I'm a religious drunk and this is where I pray the church of Al- alcoholics can't break up the congregation. <laughs> <laughs> Give us air to breathe through carbonation. Uh we are at Liquor Church. Uh God, it's so great, dude. Yeah, that I like I like this. Gone. Yeah.
2: And it hits home.
5: Because uh I am home. also a uh <laughs> drunk Wisconsinite.
0: Yeah, I mean we're basically the
2: same state, dude. That's how I feel about it too. Right.
0: Um Okay, and then and then and then kicking off like a, a more like a comedic note uh off of the same album, um I had to throw on Leaving Jesus Land.
6: We call the hard land, not very smart land. IQs are very low, but threat levels are high. They got a mandate, they don't want mandates. They got so many hates of people to despise. In the dust bowl, cerebral black hole, the average weight is well over 200 pounds. I hate to generalize, but have you seen the thighs? Most haven't seen their genitalia in a while. The red blood of America is starting to clot. No compromise, no sight through others' eyes. They're just flies spreading pieces of shit. You gotta emigrate, stop living in hate. What makes this country great is.
5: song is great
0: dude this song like i'm sorry to anyone this offense but this song like says so much about how i feel about about like that whole scene so much like i i just I, there's there's so many things in this song that i a hundred percent agree with
4: <laughs> song spits fire dude <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff in here yeah, there really the is like, like just to say it, bro. The whole song's like, get the hell out of your midwestern. T-. It's like, leave Minnesota, come to the coast.
0: No, I think it's I think it's talking more about like uh, like like Bible Belt, like a little bit south of us. But yeah, okay, I'm like, just
4: kidding because we just had a Minnesota song. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. This
1: rural midwestern America
0: yeah exactly dude like super yeah. conservative super conservative like hate on people wow yeah i know i'm sorry super <laughs> conservative <laughs> like hate on people like hate people that are different than you like get into people's business that you that don't affect you at all that you have no fucking business being is, in like
4: the lot you gotta emigrate stop living in hate what makes this country great is dwelling on either side
0: yes dude <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh it's, like, hate- it's 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 fire this. is like they don't they don't hold back. It's very f- And they are um you know they got mandates but they don't want mandates.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a great line too. They got so many hates and people to despise. Uh, I <laughs> hate to generalize but have you seen their thighs? Most haven't seen their genitalia in a while. <laughs> yeah, just,
4: yeah. They don't hold back.
0: Oh uh, dude. With
4: college degrees, drug use experience, and STDs. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know? yeah. People with open minded philosophies come come hug California trees.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It's golden.
0: It is. It really it really is. Like it's just it's it's so great. We gotta punch new holes in the Bible belt. Well good. I'm glad that you guys like it because I absolutely a love good this song. song. Yeah. And it's
4: a rocking song too, also. Yeah, it
5: really, it really is. is. Um, yeah. It may have been my favorite one you put on the list. Or at least the catchiest one for me.
0: And then we don't have this one on the playlist yet, do we? We do not. No, this might have to be my pick tonight. I was
1: going to say, yeah. word of the street is is a fucking play- uh, playlist we can add to later.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I uh, I like, it. I like the, the line, too, where they're like, Art students and thespians, excluding country, all the musicians
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh kind uh. Uh, so okay, so then we jump to two thousand nine uh the album coaster i was this this album's hit or miss for me um the song was we call it America. Oh, this is this Whoa. is the one that that uh, creeping out on Sarah was on, Rob. Ah, that's I good really to know. Like, I really like creeping out on Sarah.
5: Yeah, that's also on the playlist.
6: That was number one that would ever come, that would never die That was just a brighter face She's better than saying, it sins I know faith is the one of them but I should have been Cause when things are crumbling We ain't no to Just a face of one we would say was on the We call it America What? And we it
4: all from number one to number two we call that we call that This is the, um, the other one I was like Oh, this sounds like a lot like Bad Religion um, Yeah,
5: I think that's a really good show
0: Uh, yeah. so this is featuring, um bill stevenson from rise against
5: dude i love rise against too. to explain why i like this song as well
2: it's a real tight song guitar yeah. is nice in it too
5: um yeah. yeah it's really fast like i enjoy that about it too yeah like even for a pretty fast band it's really fast
0: yeah and it's it really is kind of like it's funny like that I followed Jesus land up with this because it's kind of the same like feel as jesus land
4: well it's a, it's another like as you yeah, as you point out, they're kind of getting the more political stuff. This is all about how like there's just you know opportunities gone, the middle class is gone, um and we had to turn it all around. we went from number one straight to number two, yep yeah um, right. national bankruptcy, circumcised society, u s a dined and ditched. Fox reports, Poor is the New Rich. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I don't know. They really are. And I, I said the bad religion aspect of it is because they're always like political. You know what I mean? About everything.
3: Yeah.
5: Yeah. Um, totally. Dude. So, it kinda, like, Whoa. Yeah. Every time it gets it's a me. good one,
0: though. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I like the chorus on this too, Rob. Totally. Um, okay. And then uh, we jump from. 2019 to 2012 uh the album is self-entitled uh released on fat records uh this is the second album that fat mike calls his favorite so um they released this on 9 11 2012 so 11 years after 9 11 uh and so it's only appropriate to start off with the song 72 hookers
5: mm. that song is absurd and i love it
0: um I really love how this song starts off with just like some really fucking great guitar. And then the instruments come in and there's just so much fucking energy to it, dude. And there's like it's it's funny because there's like an intro with just the guitar and then there's an intro with just the like all the instruments and then the lyrics come in. Thoughts
1: on this one? The jump in this one so very fast and precise.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah I think this I is
1: like a like, bass thing going on. Are there more, are there more joint like fills in this song comparatively? Maybe I just didn't hear them before.
2: I don't know. Let I me mean, just say instrumental part in the beginning. Yeah, this song it is, is just so faster. fast, though. It's yeah, I think so the bass fast. Is,
4: the drum is just hitting faster. Um, or more often, maybe. Not so much. Well, no, it's faster.
0: I, I like that yeah, the song, a- like, they really do a good job of, like, making you think, though. You know, like, like just, like, putting putting you in someone else's perspective, right? Like, it's not, you know, what's the line, like, Like the war, I don't know
4: what it's like to get a (laughs) blowjob.
0: Yeah, like, like, it can
4: be frustrating. I get it.
0: (laughs) Like, the war is not the military complex, they're just 16 year old kids who are promised jihad sex. Maybe if they could see a woman's face, they might not get in, get onto that plane with a bomb in their suitcase. Like, right, you know, I don't know. They they do jihad sex
4: reference. I'm like, that sounds kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> I can see. I can see. You know,
0: <laughs> and, and then they end it with when everyone is getting blowjobs. That's when we'll finally have world peace. <laughs> have world peace. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, Make world war, right? I think that's what they're trying to get at. Yeah. Um. You know, in the crude no effects. Why? Like,
5: that's yeah, they do. But no, I think this it's, is a really, it's a really fun song. Like, it's, yeah. I don't know. It's just enjoyable. It's lighthearted.
4: They take a kind of a lighthearted approach to,
5: to it. It's
0: just, yeah, this is, is a very no-effect. Approach to terrorism. <laughs> yeah. But, well, this is a very
4: no-effect song, because they're like, talking about something that's kind of serious. They yeah. don't really take it very seriously. Um, but they try to make a point. And they're also probably kind of... A, well, they're not probably. are kind of offensive... In a lot of ways you know
5: yeah yeah What they do
4: but in a way that's like oh they're kind of fun loving like a fun loving offensiveness like <laughs> just it's the kind of offensiveness <laughs> i'm into not like a malicious mean offensiveness
0: yeah yeah i i really i like this song i like it is fast but i i just maybe and maybe that's why i like it
2: um yeah
0: and I think actually, I think that's a lot. That's why I really like the next the next song, too. Like I took sell out off of this. Um, off of this album, and I love it because it's spelt cell like C-E-L-L out. The guitar like opening on this track is just amazing. Like, yeah, I like it, they use two different guitar like uh, effects on this on this track. But yeah, Chuck, you like that, too?
1: Yeah, it almost sounds like I mean it's guitar, obviously, but it's like the arpeggiator kinda like it like goes up and down the scale, you know what I mean? It's good. And then the, plus like the effects they put on it as well, like that distorted effect. I like that the distortion on the guitar and the um the way it kinda like walks up and down.
5: now uh, you put this on one of the playlists as well so yeah. i need this one as well because it was really good
0: this is this is definitely like one of my probably one of my top five if not one of my top three NoFX songs that i like it might it might even be my favorite NoFX song right now
1: motherfucker um, you already said
0: every okay. song was my favorite I really, I really fucking love this song, though, dude. I feel like the guitar is just fucking slay on this song, dude, and his like vocals, like, are just like, like, just hammered on point with the super fast guitar and the drums.
4: It's just amazing it's, how like for how fast they go, like how precise it is.
1: That's what I'm saying. Guitars, like it drums, live. everything. Yeah, like I'm like, sure, like like playing live is fuck all loud as shit, just all all obnoxious and fucking punch you in the face oh, yeah man. like cranked up to ten yeah 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 hey, there's
0: like there's like two like there's you know there's like the main guitar that you hear like when this starts off and that mm-hmm. plays for most of it but then there's like another guitar part that also comes in like with a different effect and that that is equally rad and like it is much it's a
1: lower register too it's like that's the one that almost sounds like a synthesized version
0: yeah, exactly. Like I was, I was Take trying a, to figure a, out a how to example.
1: like. I, I think it's got to be man.
0: I was trying to figure out how to explain it, Chuck. It's like it's like a static electric like yeah, synth type
1: that's of thing. Yeah, that's synthesized. That is not an actual guitar. The timing is too precise.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, like where yeah. says like you're a sellout. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Someone took yeah. a key to my door and boldly spelled out. You're a sellout. That part, yeah. It's definitely synthesized.
0: They are. I I really like how this this whole thing too is like just like people like making fun of him, (laughs) like like he's a sellout.
1: (laughs) I really like your band back in the early nineties. It says so on the side of my guitar. It's like yeah, I'm a sellout. It says so. I mean, if it's on my side of my car, I'm clearly a sellout. It says it right there. But I play a Korean
4: guitar. I don't know what that has <laughs> to do with anything. <laughs> yeah.
5: It's just so yeah, everything they do like on this stretch is so fast and like yeah. so yeah. tight on the lyrics as well.
0: But you can understand them. Yeah.
5: Like that's absolutely. that's the yeah.
0: other thing. Like like it's super fucking fast and crazy, and there's so much energy, but like it's like some of the good hip hop that we've we've talked about where like you can actually understand every word like you you can follow along like even though it's super fast which you don't get that a lot like a lot of that shit gets muffled in in a lot of bands um yeah and they they like i said they they call themselves a hardcore punk band and here we are in 2012 you know first album released in 83 what is that Almost, almost thirty years later, and they're still like fucking just ripping tracks.
4: Yeah, and they're like kind of consistent, like throughout all these songs. Like, like they're like their musical like skills and writing. Is, there's a certain consistency to it. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, like this song could have been written in like the early nineties for them. It feels like you know. Mm-hmm. um Like they probably had phases of this or that. You could tell they had like some more reggae stuff in the past and all, or like um, some ska stuff and this is more hardcore i think recently but yeah but like there isn't like there isn't like a period where they just kind of get like i don't know they just get kind of lame or they do like they don't like they don't like try to they don't play any grunge music you know like
0: no they're they're one um, of those weird bands where i feel like all their albums to get better like yeah like they don't really have too many that are just like shitty. Like, coaster might not be my favorite, but there's still great tracks on it. Like, like they just they they really just keep growing in a good way and in their own way, right? Hmm. But
4: they're not like they're not like being they're not you, they're not like swayed by. I it feels like the um like what's going on in the world or something like uh, like like yeah. look at like Metallica right? Like Metallica, like you can tell like a Metallica album from the '80s. Yeah. A Metallica album from the '90s and a Metallica album from the 2000s are yeah, not. Yeah, when I cut my you know, hair. That's the, that's the <laughs> '90s version of Metallica, you know, or like Aerosmith or a lot of other bands that have been around for so long. Yeah, They're like oh, that's this phase or that's that phase or this. They kind of don't really have phases necessarily. I don't know, which I kind of appreciate. Like it's hard to put out this much music and um be so con like kind of consistent with it. I guess. Yeah. Um. Anyway.
2: um
0: cool yeah i'm glad that you guys like this one because this is definitely i love this song uh so then we jump to 2016. uh this is actually the biggest gap between studio albums for NoFX. uh they dropped um first ditch effort which uh was four years after self-entitled that we just talked about so that was the biggest gap to date that they've ever done between studio albums um and we're we're gonna talk about California Drought. This is another one of those albums, dude, where there's so many good songs on it, like so many good songs, and just like different different styles, you know. Like um, that Sid and Nancy song I was talking about is actually on this this one, where they talk about the whole Sid Vicious and Nancy thing. Um, but uh, I thought California Drought was was appropriate. Um, and it's, it's kind of like Fat Mike talking about, about being sober yeah. or going sober.
6: I once heard a song about it never rains in Southern California. I once saw a band play at the farm sober, I hadn't had a drink. Like cleaning gums or hugging bums or doing something that you know is good for you. Those times are tedious and tenuous and hopefully Shorter than a blank I'm so easy to decide I could rationalize For life But from all the strife I cause I gotta go without Taking codon's in not a user the fans that are all sober are the ones playing the warp then county fairs I'll go to a meeting and get called a loser and I get invited to a party from a bro who are bear.
0: He has another song on here called on this album called Oxybaronic. Um he got a and I think it was around this time that he got addicted to um like like uh um uh what's the, what's the fucking pills? What's the general term for the pills? I mean, I know opioid. I'm talking about oxygen.
1: opioids. Yeah, opioids. Thank you. Thank yes. you.
0: Yeah. yeah. So he got he got addicted to pills and then um he went to see someone to get off and they they give there's like another pill that you can take to like Help you get, and I forgot to write it down, but it methadone? to help you get. No, it wasn't methadone. No. I think it started with the C. No, there's something else.
4: Yeah, there's something else you can take. That's like a really mild. It's like a really mild opioid that um, like you don't get high from it, but like it staves off your like symptoms.
0: Yeah, and it like started with the
4: symptoms. Yeah,
0: yeah, it started with a C or something. And uh, he he actually he actually got addicted to that then instead. Like, so he, he like used that and then found out that he just got addicted to that. And then, so he checked into, um, he checked into, uh, into rehab. And I, I think that's kind of where, why we see this, this whole, like, you know, song and where it's at.
2: It's a really good song. Like, it's just really catchy. Yeah. Yeah.
4: California drought, I got to dry out.
0: Uh, he has a line like I go to alcoholics meeting and get booed and called the a loser, then I get invited to a party with a bro who works at Bayer, like <laughs> like talking about going back to pills. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, anyways, you guys like this one though?
0: It's really yeah, it was-
2: it, the wordplay on these
5: are super catchy. Yeah. Like that's uh the thing that I think I like the most about it is they just uh it's just enjoyable to listen to.
0: I think I think too it helps that like they don't like It's a lot of it's really real, like you can tell, like it's how they really feel and like their personal stories and like them putting themselves out there. And you see that in a lot of the music that was left off of this. Um, So maybe that's why it's easier to follow. You know, it's not just made up to like sell, sell records, you know.
2: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: Okay, so. So this song, so, it's, so I had to end on Linoleum. Uh, so this came off of Single Album, which dropped in 2021, uh, which which you will notice from 2016 to 2021. That's now a five-year gap between studio albums, but they put out so many other albums in between these two, like all sorts of like compilations and EPs and singles and shit like that, so. Although they had a gap between, they they put out a lot of music in between these two. Um, so this album's kind of funny. Before we get into the song, because the song is the song is like a whole thing. But uh, so the single album, uh, Fat Mike says this is the first album that he was completely on drugs for the entire time that he wrote and recorded the album. Uh, so normally like he would, he would do drugs on and off, you know, but like in moderation, he's you like, do, nope. obviously. Yeah. He's like, Nope. In this, in this album, I was completely fucked up the entire time I wrote everything and everything I recorded, I was completely fucked up. Um, he, he, <laughs> so I thought that was really funny, especially following up with, you know, from a sub previous song, uh, five years ago where it's all about being sober. Um, so the, the album's called Single Album. It was originally um, going to be a double album that they were that they were calling Single Album. Uh, but then, <laughs> then like after like after like going through the album, making cuts and doing everything else, it actually ended up being just a single album. Um, but he thought Mike, they kept the name because Mike thought it was just funny because the original album was supposed to be a double. And then it just ended up being a single album.
4: Uh, inside joke you don't get.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh and, and like much like PTP, right? Like we have just inside jokes all the time just to humor Where ourselves. Nobody gets. Jokes exactly. Really living. Living life to our two punk rock.
1: So it's like actually to be in all honesty, like PTP is forty seven percent inside jokes. <laughs>
0: yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a proper that's it's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. That's why we yeah. enjoy this. We see like researching no effects and stuff. I, I'm like proud of myself because I'm like, dude, punk rock and hip hop have taught me to like just create something because I enjoy creating it and not focus on getting famous or the money. But like, but like, we enjoy our show because we just have fun, and like, that's what it's about is like enjoying what we're doing. And like doing this research on no facts, I'm like, dude, I kind of, I kind of feel like we're doing that with podcasting. Like, we won't be famous or anything, but like, fuck it, dude, we're just like, we're doing our shit.
5: <laughs> Does it worry you that your daughter will uh, know you drank pee?
0: I mean, mm. yeah, but like, there's nothing wrong with that.
4: We <laughs> can episodes before she gets to that part, so I wouldn't worry
1: about <laughs> she it. Gave me bro. <laughs> yeah.
0: She in bro. she's gonna know my address <laughs> long before she
5: knows you drink pee.
0: So, okay, so, <laughs> so um, before we get into the song, because it is amazing, like a quick note about the song. So they have Avenged Sevenfold on this on the song, right? And so Avenged Sevenfold had had covered linoleum. And so Fat Mike reached out to them. And he's like, listen, you're like, you're probably the most famous people in the world that have ever covered our song. Would you like to do an original song version of this with us on our new album, and the dudes from Avenged Sevenfold were like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, we want to do this." Like, like they're all secretly like huge NoFX fanboys. Like the dudes from Avenged Sevenfold, they're all like big NoFX fanboys. So they're like, "Fuck yeah, we want to like rock with NoFX on their album." Like, this is great. And so he sends Mike sends them like the lyrics and like the song, and they listen to it. And they're like, uh, and they go back to him and they're like, Hey, um, so are you talking shit about us on this, on this song that you want us to be on? <laughs> and Fat Mike's like, well, yeah, I had to, I had to like mention you guys. Is that a problem? <laughs> like not even like I, yeah, I'm talking shit, but he's like, yeah, I had to bring you guys up and like talk about you. Is that a problem? And Avenged Sevenfold's like, oh no no no, that's totally cool. Let's make this track. We just wanted to make like I just wanted to make sure that we knew that you were talking shit about us. He's like, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> and then there, there's a quote from Mike saying like, um, from like before before this album or the song came out. He said, uh, I don't know, but after talking shit about Avenged Sevenfold for years, I played golf with their lead singer Matt Sanders yesterday, and we really get along great. We have a new song that they're gonna play on. It's a funny marriage of two bands, but it works. Unlike most metal bands, they're sweet guys and not full of themselves. So I thought that was pretty rad. Uh, and this song actually has two music videos. So there's a music video with No Effects and Avenged Sevenfold, but then No Effects actually released another video that is a compilation of 85 bands doing covers of linoleum. Like, mashed together in a video because so many people have covered linoleum.
4: And just they're like we're canceling our song yeah yeah <laughs> they're like like no more linoleum we're, this is a song that's about how we're not going to play linoleum anymore which uh, <laughs> it really so is ridiculous
0: it really is it's like the most no effects thing to do right
4: yeah and they even admit it they're like i mean it's not the smartest thing to do um, and then they trash their song. That's the best part. He's like, it's not even a good song. It's like it's, uh, I never wrote a chorus. It's just a verse and a bridge. You know, it's like bulldozing <laughs> in a bulldozing alley or a used record store. Uh,
0: decomposing <laughs> your best song
2: is sacrilege. Oh, yeah.
0: Man. No, I, I really. I really like like just everything about this song, too, like like this song, like coming in, like the way he says, the first lyrics are totally the exact same way linoleum starts. But he's like intellectual property never meant anything to me. So I'm not crazy, <laughs> like which is like exactly how linoleum starts out. But like with different like he's like, uh, what does he say? Property never meant anything to me or something along those lines. So I'm not crazy.
5: Yeah, sounds right.
0: Yeah. Some along those lines. Um yeah i dude i love so when this first came out uh agent h who's a big fan of of no effects like messaged me he's like dude he's like have you heard this he's like i don't even know how i feel about this he's like i liked linoleum so much
4: (laughs) (laughs) well you can't listen to it anymore never again Uh... now especially now it's been on this you know even on this podcast you can't listen to the podcast again because it's going to be on it yeah so i hope you've been paying attention if anyone's listening
0: um the first part of the song is amazing right like the first part of the song is great because they're just talking about like like fucking up their old song on purpose and like pimping it out and all that stuff but my favorite part of this whole song is is when he starts talking about his daughter like i love <laughs> the part where he like such talking about his daughter and he's like that's me on the street i'm walking with my kid when she tells me that she knows everything i did just Because she just finished our book and he's like, wait, what, what, what the fuck? What the hell?
4: (laughs) Why did she tell me this?
0: (laughs) She knows that I do drugs. She knows that I'm a kink. But what keeps me up at night is that her friends know that I drink pee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
6: Not that there's anything wrong with that.
0: Oh, uh, I love I love that part, dude. I love that. Like the whole like like his daughter. Like I don't know. Just just knowing that her dad's just
4: the end of the song.
0: Yeah, it's of it, it, weird it,
4: stick because it, it's like it's not it nothing to do with the beginning of the song. <laughs> you know.
0: No, and in the beginning, they're just talking about the song and like. Like I assume it's a dude from Event Sevenfold that just like breaks into like a random guitar riff, and they like they like purposely fuck up the drops in the song and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's like it's like
2: like a
0: song. (laughs) It's like a masterpiece in like in like horribleness, right?
4: But it's a good. I mean, it's this is a good song. Like, it's a great to listen to. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's they're just making fun of other, you know. And there's clearly parts of that other I have to I mean I have to go listen but I felt like there are a lot of like riffs that were from Linoleum that are in this. Oh yeah, just absolutely, kind of yeah, absolutely. In there and you know.
0: Dude, dude, he he wrote the vocals so perfectly to sound like Linoleum in so many places like like it I love the decline and the decline is is really a masterpiece of punk rock but like this song for what it is is like next level intelligent fucking amazingness it's like,
2: pretty funny yeah yeah it's
4: like we're just it's just like like we you know we're sick of hearing people play our song wrong <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: yeah like and it wasn't a good song
4: to begin with like it's i don't know <laughs> this just something um it feels like they're, you know, cause spent a lot of time like pissing people off and making fun of people and stuff. And now they're kind of like, they're like, uh, they're kind of making fun of themselves, but in a way yeah. they're just like, you know what? Uh, the fans who love us the most, we're going to piss you off by talking about how this thing that you love really sucks. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Uh, and it's us, you know? Yeah. So I find that to be, it's like a, um, it feels very no effects.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, all right boys. Well I appreciate you guys fucking doing this No FX journey with me. I'm I'm happy that no one hated it.
4: No, it was, no, it was very fun. This yeah, was really good. Know. Well the I music's mean, great know, to listen to, even just throwing it on. Um like I had listened to No FX before, but never really like paid attention to like what I was listening to. I get you know, yeah. Like I remember, yeah. like, I had never really thought about the lyrics or anything else. It's like ah it's just like a punk band, you know, it's good, good music. Um so it was kinda nice to dive in and, and also it's really fun to look at these these bands over time know and see how they yeah. change and don't change and you know i said they didn't evolve but they kind of do right they get kind of political in parts whereas early on they were just kind of like like asshole kids kind of yeah um so it's kind of nice to, to see that arc and then it ends with them just like putting a gun to the head of their famous song which i think yeah
0: <laughs> um, you know one thing that i realized doing research um With some shit about myself. Like, so Rob and I have this ongoing joke about me being a delicate flower, right? But I think like (laughs) like, you know, because like not really a joke. (laughs) But but you know (laughs) what I mean? Like because like like I get really bummed out by negative people, you know? And like I really get I really don't like people hating on other people or trying to tell other people how to live and all that shit. And it really is like, dude, I think it's so influenced by by no effects in these punk bands, like, and just like when I was growing up, like them exposing me to like, like be accepting of everyone, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like all that other shit is bullshit that they're feeding you. Like you really like people. like what the fuck does it matter to you? Like, like, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a positive thing. I, I, I don't know. I really I really reflected on that shit. And I was like, dude, like this is this really like from my from my childhood on, like I could actually see how this kind of shaped my philosophy for trying to be a good human in general.
5: Are you saying it's your worry free philosophy?
0: (laughs) It could be my worry free philosophy. (laughs) Oh, I love it, dude. Way to tie it in. Cool. Well thank you, boys.
1: I like how you went all in and took all the notes and gave the background and the context and all the things. I dude,
0: I you know what, dude. That's that's Cliff though. Like Cliff really fucking set the bar the past few times. He's had he's had people, and I feel like I'm not doing these artists that I love justice. So I really tried to take notes, hopefully make them interesting. Hopefully you listeners liked it, um, and not just drone on. Like, I didn't, I wanted to make it fun. Um, I don't think I quite hit that cliff level, but I'm aspiring, guys. Nobody
5: can.
4: Nah, yeah, don't. I'm, I'm
0: trying to get there.
4: It was fun. It was it really, like, it's all about just, a lot of it is just kind of, the fun of it is also learning it, like, you know, learning about it yourself. Like, I kind of yeah. like doing it because I like to learn, you know, I mean, I don't really care about the listeners. I kind of like learning about No Effects and talking <laughs> about it, which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> ought to be fun. It's like, I don't know, like, people listen or whatever, but it's just fun to kind of like get and kind of bullshit about it and learn about it. And I really knew I learned a ton about this band that I didn't know. Um, I didn't really like got into in depth with them. Kind of fun. Yeah. A band that I kind of casually knew, right?
0: I definitely encourage people if they enjoyed this at all, like, like put the put the go to the band on Spotify, dude, and put them on shuffle. There's so many grid songs that did not make this playlist that I love that you know, in an effort to not make the playlist like eight hours long and also to make this not make this episode eight hours long. Like I tried to just keep it to one or two tracks an album. It was very hard. It took me a long time to create this playlist. But um, if you enjoyed it, I definitely I definitely encourage you to explore the artist.
5: Plus for me.
2: cool
0: all right, boys, so uh, where do we want to take this? Are we are we caring about video games and shit? Or are we just wrapping this? I'm I'm leaving it up to you.
5: I got a deadlift in like six and a half hours, so.
0: So throw some right music up. on and say video games are great and just <clears throat> leave it at that. Oh, God Damn it. I forgot to
5: oh. message Ben today. That motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I thought War he gave Day. us a. Didn't he give us a, a song? I don't think so. Oh. I think I forgot to message him.
0: Eleven four, yeah. Is he up? Maybe he's up.
5: I'm a bad friend. Sorry, Ben.
2: Uh I mean
0: if not, um I actually have two two songs I wanted to add to the playlist anyways tonight. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna give it away until we were actually doing this, but uh <gasps> he's up. See, there we go, man. Everything worked out.
2: Yeah, I feel
5: much better now that he was up. Don't do that uh, to him. Don't put that pressure on him.
0: Yo, dude, he's he like, we'll, we'll see what he comes up with. Let's do our songs and then we'll come back to Ben.
5: Yep. Sounds good to me.
0: OK, so um, I'm going to just go first. Um, yes, you do. Because uh as I never do, but we're doing it today. Okay, so <sighs> fat mike talking about how he listened to POS. Um, I had to put a POS song on the playlist tonight just because I started listening to POS when I went to go pick up my food for dinner tonight. Um my day was basically listening to No Effects podcast, and then uh and then also um doing research. So I was like, I got to change it up and take a break. And so I put on some P.O.S. Um, so we're going to go with the song Fuck Your Stuff. Okay. Uh, from P.O.S. I feel like it's really uh, I don't know, it's kind of a fun hip hop song. And then uh, as far as my second ad, because I'm going to break rules tonight because it's no effects night. Uh so, what was the No so effects? Okay. What was the No Effects song that I'm throwing on there? Jesus Land. Right?
5: Yeah, probably.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
1: You also said uh, sell out. What's that? You also said sell out.
2: it's oh, it's already, on. It was, it's already on.
1: Mm.
2: Uh Rob, I'm not allowed to add the decline again, am I?
5: You are, uh, in fact, not allowed to do that.
0: Okay, uh, Ben wanted to put on the decline, so I absolutely applaud Ben for picking the best no effect song ever. Okay, um, Chuck, what do you got for me?
1: I have idea and Ooh. abilities. Ooh, exhausted love.
2: I really um
1: it's a song about hating your job.
0: <laughs> I really <It's> absolutely <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Dude, I um I really 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 wanted to put uh idea and abilities as one of the albums that we talked about. So, so I I, I, I appreciate first one or E&A? I I really I really like the last one that they made. By the Throat.
1: Hmm. I like the first one. Do you? And I also like ENA. I, 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 dude, just dope.
0: Yeah, dude, for sure. Um, Idea, unfortunately, passed away. Yeah, Mikey young. Larson. Yeah, Mikey. It was his birthday recently, actually.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, also, speaking of uh, Mikey Larson, but uh, Aesop Rock and Blockhead's new album Garbology just dropped like an hour ago.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it should it should be dropping like within like the few minutes, right? Because it drops today. I'm excited for that 30 out. Yeah, sweet dude. That's going to be a, that's going to be playing through my headphones tomorrow. Um, okay. Ben is dropping us uh, L.A. Girl by the distillers. Good, good punk band.
2: I like it.
5: Uh since I am going to see churches next week, I am gonna go with uh How Not to Drown featuring them and Robert Smith.
0: Bro, this is like the third or fourth churches song.
5: Yeah, I know. I'm super hooked, but that's okay. I, am, I have I no problem with it. Very excited for this show.
2: Awesome. Uh I guess that leaves Cliff. Oh man.
4: To think. I was thinking, I don't really want to put the I Hate the White Man song on. Because it's like, oh, eight minutes white long. Man? Yeah. oh, I
0: hate the white man. Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah, the
4: word right. I was like, that'd be a good one. It's kind of, but that's not really so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, so I was, yeah, I didn't think that. And I was thinking, you know, you're telling that story about uh, that they created that radio song just to piss off DJs. Yeah. So Wheeler Walker is like this kind of country. He's sort of a joke of a country singer, but um, but uh, he has a song, Summers in Kentucky, that's like the sweet country song. It's a really beautiful song, but the chorus is like super like inappropriate. Apparently <laughs> he would send it out to the radio stations and like they would play like half of it and get in a lot of trouble. Because they'd be like, oh shit.
3: <laughs> this is great. a beautiful
4: song and it's like, and then when you push your pussy up against my lips, you know, it's like, what? <laughs> but have I ever put that song on? I'm going to put that one on. I mean, I might have put it on once before, but That's Wheeler Walker, Summers in Kentucky.
0: Uh, Let me check. Let me make sure. You can
4: see. If it's already on there, I'll pick something else. Um,
5: Nobody put that on. You don't need to check.
0: You you don't think it's on there?
5: I do not. Okay. Wheeler Walker, Summers in Kentucky.
0: It's a great, like, In fact,
5: guarantee it's not, if I'm being (laughs) honest with you. Everyone knows all the songs about it. I know.
0: I know he does. I don't even know why. Like, I'm sorry I doubted you. So, because
4: just because I remember that was a that was a tough one for radio DJs to deal with. That song. Uh,
0: do you want the remastered um, in twenty twenty version? You have a remastered version. They also yes, have a Spotify guess. commentary version.
4: Probably not the commentary.
0: No, but I'll do the remastered version <laughs> yeah. if that's okay with you.
4: Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Willa Walker is a comedian who um has adopted this persona, a country singer. But he's like an <laughs> he's like he's like Walmart doesn't carry my albums, you know.
0: Like, you <laughs> the album is yeah. called "Fuck You, Bitch" All Time Greatest Hits. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fucking great, dude.
4: Uh, um, yeah, I guess it. Oh, it's like a greatest hits album. What do you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah throw that one on there. That'll be good.
0: Well, uh I mean a lot of shit's happening to Destiny and they had a lot of patch notes and, and weapon changes this week that I wrote notes for, but um it is midnight, so I'm okay with us ending. Yeah. A bunch of shit Destiny's getting better. <laughs> yeah, it is. It World is
4: worse depending on whether <laughs> someone else is using it or you.
0: You know what? Things sure. change and change is good, so we'll leave it at that, yeah. right? It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, we're at 104 songs on day three playlist, and that puts us at seven hours and one minute. Um, I pinned the no effects playlist on the PTP channel. If anyone's interested, Chuck, Cliff and Rob, thank you so much. I very much enjoyed this episode. I appreciate sharing NoFX with you guys. Yeah. Who's up next?
5: My pleasure. It's probably me, technically, um, but
0: yeah, Rob's next. What's the butt for?
5: Uh, I don't know what I'm doing yet, so I okay. It'll be a bit of time before I figure it out.
0: Okay, well, you have time All to right. figure it out, Chuck. You and I will get together about that atmosphere thing. I think we can, I think we can educate the masses on that. Doesn't have to be one of your picks, though.
1: Okay, that's cool.
0: Word. All right, I'm gonna end this shit. Uh, congrats, Chuck.
1: Um, on uh
0: yeah, improving your life, thank you, man.
5: Thank you yeah
1: i'm also very happy for me it hasn't really sunk in yet um i, I, <laughs> I uh i'm off tomorrow <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> is your kid in school tomorrow she's in school she t- in school? Um, like- i want to say uh happy birthday to my uh my lovely lady she turns 40 on saturday oh so, shit. Um, oh nice yeah yeah so uh tomorrow i gotta Spend running around and all the doing all the things for that so yeah this extra, this extra day off is, uh, is a blessing in disguise oh <laughs> yeah dude yeah man it's cold so uh out. we'll, yeah, we'll smoke fun. we'll
0: go go have her go to the fucking store for you and pick up a nice old pre-roll and smoke a fat pre-roll in the morning after the girl goes to uh to school and then go about your day
1: shit man i gotta Take That's a piss test for a new job, man. Can't that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do, do you have to? You have
0: to piss <laughs> test when it's legal, like when it's recreational legal.
1: Yeah, because companies can still a lot. Say of employers that. still uh, ah for it. Say, bastards, we are a marijuana-free workplace. Yeah,
0: yeah, marijuana-free. This okay. Mm. Um,
1: it's all good though. But yeah, GG, was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, also. Also, everybody, please play Apex with me. Thank you.
5: <laughs>
0: There's a whole channel for it, people,
1: mm-hmm. you know where to go.
2: You know, we do. Hell yeah.